0: and Welcome to episode 71 of the Genesis Gems Podcast. That's like take two because I can't talk tonight. Uh, we'll be covering sort of, so damn. One of the sort of? Sort of. So, so, so sort of. of. So, so, so <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I am one of the co maybe, maybe, maybe so damn. Maybe. It's so damn crazy. <laughs> but anyways, I am <laughs> Nick Stevens and with me tonight is... Hey,
1: it's Aaron Hickman. How's it going? We
0: has uh, been an awful long time to get this thing together. I don't know if it was really the busyness that's kind of what i blamed it on but i think it was just just wanting to play this game
1: it's uh there's a word for it i think it's malaise i think that's (laughs) the word of the day is uh this game just drains all the energy out of you uh yeah that's what it was no I, i actually moved uh yeah i i had a big long move and that definitely took a lot of energy out of anything i was doing um, so anything that required prep work, it was me, like, trying to dig stuff out of boxes. Uh, and I, I finally got everything set up. I would let someone borrow my microphone cable, thinking I had another one. And, of course, I didn't. So I had to <laughs> buy another one of those. And uh, it happens. But right. it's all
0: good. And then on my side, both of my kids are playing baseball, which is every night of the week. It's just we're at the ball field till it's 9 o'clock get home put them in bed it's 10 o'clock i'm usually falling asleep in my chair so about three nights i think i actually texted aaron like dude i'm about to fall asleep i don't think i'm gonna be able to do it tonight so it's been very uh very hectic and our, our i love it don't get me wrong i love going to the ball field coaching the kids and having a great time but very busy right now uh, my kids are actually staying with my mom tonight my wife and i had a little date night and uh hectic right before we found out she left her phone at walmart when we got home Hello. it was about 40 minutes away from our house she is currently on the way to go get her phone right now <laughs> so you may hear a big busting through the door in a little bit my wife coming through with her phone there you go but uh guys yeah thanks for sticking around with us i know everyone's been a little bit uh anxious or excited for our, our next show here um i know we said we'd do it last weekend things didn't work out that way so we apologize so we'll be doing this one tonight and hopefully soon we'll be getting that patreon show uh, as well in the next few days so thanks for sticking around with us but if you would like to connect with us we are on the web at genesisgymspodcast.com check out the articles check out the rankings of the games we have on there uh go to our facebook page at facebook.com slash genesisgymspodcast join our facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash genesisgyms send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com follow us on twitter at gengyms we're on itunes on stitcher and we are part of the retro junkies network at com. and we are also on patreon guys really appreciate that we've had a few uh Backers actually up their pledge and really appreciate that. Uh, one in particular, um, Joseph Garris, uh, upped his pledge to the top tier. So, Joseph, really appreciate that. Um, we will be getting some gifts from us soon, I do believe. That's how we roll with this thing. So, want to make sure that you know what's coming. And um, as I'm talking, I'm trying to log on to our Patreon page so I can uh, <laughs> read what the uh, current patron list is. It changes from time to time. I like to make sure we do the most current one um, just because of uh, people, you know, change their pledge and other things happen as well. So, <laughs> Uh, and no big deal like we said we got no hard feelings towards anyone changing their pledge if it's lower uh, i know myself i've had to do that in the past as well when finances don't quite line up but anyways guys we want to give a big thank you to chris vanderhoff joseph garris jared adams kaylee to geekvolution timothy McGowan, tyler J, michael hayes chris fox brody Pedal, Otto gregerson jim jones jim mighty matt d andrew coed Stephen godditch peter panda jonathan henderson Gabe Van Gilder, Ian McGarry, Classic Gaming Quarterly, Cutta, NZ17, Ross Beck, Alex, Bastian Osara, Barnaby Jones, Jason Wilson, Bradley Smith, Blist, Andy Layton, John Grayson, Joshua Witt, Landon Long, and Michael. A big thank you for being a gem to each one of you guys for donating to the podcast. We're actually past the $100 a month mark, which is great. Um, So it's actually 112 with some kind of taxes and stuff being taken out. So our podcast is being paid for right now between our Podomatic fee and our hosting fee. So we really appreciate that and really want to apologize again for the Podomatic issues. Um, They're doing some cool things over Podomatic, which is kind of keeping us there. They actually got us on Spotify, which is really cool. I know a few of you guys have been listening to us on Spotify, but because of some of the changes they're doing, uh, they happen to lose our feed off about every um, platform you can listen to us on. So I believe it's all back there now. Um, last time I checked Spotify, only our videos were showing up. So hopefully that's fixed by the time you hear this, but, um, I don't know if you've seen us, Aaron, on any other uh, platforms, but I've noticed on the ones I listen to podcast on, we are there and we are live there.
1: Oh yeah. It's, it's pretty awesome. Um, I, I wish, uh, they'd fix the issue sooner, but it's nice being on more platforms.
0: Yes. So there you go. So maybe the pain was worth the, uh, (laughs) worth the reward there. Um, and as far as, uh, want to give thanks for another iTunes review, we did get a new iTunes review since the last time we recorded, uh, we have 65 total reviews with a couple four stars now, not, they're not all five stars and one four star, we have two four stars now, but they didn't leave a review, so, whatever, uh, anyways, uh, we do have one new five star review and I wanted to read it, uh, the title says, let's make Sega great again with five stars, by DNSDeBro. D-N-S-D-Bro, uh, uh, this person says, "I grew up with the Sega Genesis. This podcast reminds me of the fun I had with these 16-bit games. It even had me pull out the Genesis from the closet and play it again. The reviews are great, and the playful banter is hilarious. This show is a gem. Game on!" So we really appreciate that, and we do have one email we wanted to read real quick before we get into the right. segment. This comes from Joe or Joshua Riger, if I'm saying that right. Uh, Jos- or Joshua says, first of all, I absolutely love the podcast. It's great." Now with that all the way, recently I've been quite puzzled as the wide dynamite heady, one of the greatest and more obscure Genesis games, haven't been covered. It's from Treasure and deserves recognition. Now on to Dark Castle. To be honest, I think it's garbage. About three years back, I received a Genesis from my aunt and uncle. There were five games, NBA Jam, Sonic Spinball, The Page Master, X-Men, and Dark Castle. I played Dark Castle, perhaps expecting a Castlevania-type game, but nope. What I got was a game that seemed to try and screw me over at every turn. It is probably the most difficult game I've ever played. It made me so mad. I grabbed my dad's sledgehammer and smashed the cart into little pieces with a wiggled smile on my face. So that's it. Love the cast and you do a great job. (laughs) I would support you guys on Patreon, but I'm a 15 year old, so I can't. That's awesome, uh, Joshua. Really appreciate that. I'm kind of wondering if the uh, sledgehammer story is true. If it is true, uh, we want pictures and proof of that. And
1: we want uh, you dancing to the song Sledgehammer.
0: Yes. (laughs) please (laughs) so really cool guys appreciate the email Um, our next Patreon show has a ton of emails I forgot to tell you that Aaron Uh, we're going to be doing it in kind of like the top five games that defined you or are most important to you in your gaming life I think we had about almost ten emails
1: one through five obviously yeah
0: absolutely (laughs) (laughs) speaking of other games we've been playing uh, (laughs) that we don't want to talk we actually do want to talk about uh, we're going to get into a little bit of uh, Sega Snippets right now Test one two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. So, Aaron, I need a breath. What have you been playing lately?
2: <laughs> Whew,
1: man, uh, Sega Snippets? What? Shoot, Sega-wise? Um, well, I might have mentioned this on... <sighs> so, yeah, on our Genesis Gems uh, podcast group page... I posted a video up showing that uh, I had hacked my PlayStation, uh, PlayStation TV, which is basically a console version of the Vita. And the reason I did that was that in the past year or two, there have been hacks released that allow you to load just about anything uh, onto USB. So instead of having to use the painfully expensive... Vita cards that you buy off Amazon, you can actually use USB or you can use uh, SD cards uh, if you if you have the device for it. You know, if you have a converter device and, uh, and even hard drives, as long as they're powered, if, if you can get them powered somehow, then you can use them because the, the PlayStation TV doesn't draw enough power for you to... Uh, to use it normally. Anyways, uh, what I found is that you can load up um, RetroArch. Hmm. And uh, with RetroArch, this particular build um, actually lets you load up all the way up to you know anything from home computers uh, to consoles, obviously the Sega Genesis Master System, um, and anything that Sega put out, uh, all the way up to the... Uh, Sega Saturn, but of course you know how finicky the emulation is for that particular system. Um, So the emulation on the Saturn isn't always great, but that's kind of par for the course. But everything else is is fantastic and easy to play. So I I did play a few Sega Genesis games including trying to test out our game for tonight's podcast. uh, Which I am currently... Attempting to play right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, besides that, shoot, uh, I have been playing other games that aren't quite Sega related. Um, but th- those are things like uh, I've been really getting into. These uh, these visual novel type games, but they uh, they also have gameplay. Typically when people think of visual novel, it's like, oh, it's just a whole bunch of reading and they're multiple choice, but um, there was a sell on uh, PS4 recently, and so I picked up uh, the Nonary Games Collection, which is uh, 999 and Virtue's Last Reward, and oh, they're just phenomenal games. If you like room escape if you like solving little puzzles and you like a little story almost like a michael Crichton uh mixed with a murder mystery mixed with saw um <laughs> they've got really cool stories and in really interesting plot twists and uh like the first game was was remade and added uh voice acting actually and surprisingly the voice acting it was really effective and Really well done, and they, they added a few things that made it a little easier to play. Because it, it was originally a Nintendo DS game, um, and it retailed. Back when it came out, it retailed at $20, um, which I think was the steal of the century because that game's worth, worth every penny. And I, I think it's still pretty easy to find. But now you can play it on PC, and uh, there's three games in the series. You can play it on PC, PS4, uh, 3DS, uh, and then, of course, the, the Vita so it's it's on just about anything uh, you, you care to play it on. Um, but yeah, I just got sucked in. So I've been playing playing a lot of those games and trying to get all of the uh, the trophies, <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> you know, you just play through the game. The, the way these games work is they have branching paths and uh, tons of endings to unlock. And then you, uh you figure out there, there's parts of the the branching paths that have a lock on them because you you didn't talk to the right person and then you talk to them and then it, it unlocks another branch and um eventually you can get to the the true ending because a lot of times as you get to a path and the game will say to be continued or um you you'll die a, a horrible death somehow <laughs> and uh, you have to kind of solve the mystery why did I die oh let me let me back up here and uh go down a, a different, you know, let me go through this, this other door or let me talk to this other person. And uh, I, I don't know, I just, especially as I'm getting older, uh, I don't play quite as many of the the twitchy reflex games, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is one where I can just kind of take my time. I can literally walk away from the game and not have to worry about anything. <laughs> you know, I can just, uh, I can take it at my own pace, basically. So I I enjoyed that. Uh, The other thing Sega snippets wise was that uh, I found out that my music, two of my Sega Genesis songs that I wrote, original music, um, have you heard of the CEO gaming tournament over in Florida? So it's like uh, this huge gaming tournament that happens uh, every year. And uh, you know then they get uh, people in the fighting game scene to compete. Um, and big thing this year uh, was that they teamed up with uh, your dog. That was that was the main thing they, they teamed up with, with Nick Nick's dog.
0: <laughs> Sorry, uh, man. <laughs> I was like, "Where'd he go?" I was like, uh, my, "My dog <laughs> got outside and started barking at the neighborhood." So. Oh no, it's okay. Just trying to add a little bit. This has not been uh, a no. good uh, night for podcasting. At all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible night to have a
0: podcast. Oh, my gosh, I got no, this okay. dog locked away. We're we're living in a really small house right now. We're actually looking for land to buy. We, we got some, you know, we're trying to save up to build, and it's not a good time to have a dog right now in, a, in the living room where my podcast area is at. So <laughs> My oh, bad. it's all right. My bad. It's it's okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so uh,
1: you you kind of you I know you walked away as I was talking I, about I it. I walked but...
0: away right when you were telling us about the uh, the songs you had um, in the game. Yeah, and... so
1: okay, I had uh, these these songs that I'd written. They're original Sega Genesis tunes, uh, chip tunes, and um, they were actually featured on the. The live stream, which was the only place you could watch it for New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling, the yeah. So that particular league, they teamed up with CEO Gaming to bring an event. uh, Really, thanks to Kenny Omega, who's like the star over there and the current champion, um, to bring it over to the United States, and so. I got to catch some of the stream and, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun, it, you know, just really solid. Uh, if you like pro wrestling at all, it's, it's really solid and, cool. and, and fun to watch and, uh, just, they, uh, you know, put their hearts into it and, <laughs> and it was just really cool. Like, uh, you know, my, my, my music was uh, featured on the, the stream. Uh, and you know, I, I would venture to say there were definitely, uh, Thousands upon thousands of people watching um, At least on the stream And and uh, Probably more I couldn't tell exactly But could have been tens, hundreds of thousands I have no idea That's cool. and, But and there they, were a lot
0: and, and I may have missed this Did they contact you beforehand when they played that? Yes
1: yeah. So A um, uh, friend of mine I made over at PAX East When I went over there yeah. uh, He's a hip-hop artist He also does nerdcore hip-hop and um he'd been co- in contact with ceo gaming to get a hold of um some people for for extra music um, specifically chip tune because he had some you know nerdcore stuff and stuff from like Megaran who's who he's friends with um and this is a uh, iq i y e q which you should definitely look up he's a super talented mc uh and so he reached out to me and he said, hey, um, there's this huge fighting game tournament going on. Are you interested in possibly you know, submitting some music? So I just gave him a whole bunch of music and he said, oh, hey, well, uh, they they definitely want to use these two par- particular tracks. And so I didn't even know when they'd be used. Uh, but yeah, they they used them for that stream. And, and there were people asking, what, what's this music? And uh, people were into it. So I was... Yeah, it was surreal. super excited. Cool.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah, I bet it's pretty cool hearing your music on things like that and the Metro Monaco- Nonocon. I can't say that word. <laughs> yeah. you no, know,
1: you can't say a lot of things tonight, man. I'm, I'm, dude. I, I think is... it bodes ill for this podcast, but we'll soldier on anyways.
0: Yeah, let's get on. Um, I actually haven't been playing much Sega at all. Um, I got really, really wrapped up in uh, South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Um, I beat that last week. I uh, put about oh, fractured butthole. <laughs>
1: oh, okay.
0: The South it's Park game, easy,
1: guys. It's it's the fractured butthole. B U T E W H O L E.
0: Very good play it's on the
1: It's not dirty at all.
0: Yeah, that that is not a family friendly game. Just warning, guys. <laughs> but, no, it's not. Uh, that was one of the more fun RPGs I've played in a while. Um, it's got like a grid-based uh, turn base. Um, battle system, and uh, it's got, like, little QTE actions where you have to hit a certain button at a certain time to get, like, the most hit points from your combo. Uh, Very cool. Um, Of course, it looks just like South Park, the TV show, so the graphics are pretty awesome. Story was just insanely ridiculous, which, it's South Park again, but um, whoever made this, I know uh, Ubisoft kind of had... Yeah, you know, publish this game but i think the developers of the first one was obsidian i don't know i can't remember who did this one but a very very cool game i hope that whoever <laughs> made these games keeps making other games because that kind of a battle system and and adventuring would be really cool with i mean it almost would be cool for something like a new version of earthbound or something but uh really love that game and then i just downloaded last week and i popped about five hours into this already uh, hollow knight on the switch um one of my favorite genres in the world is Metroidvanias, I think you guys know that, but this just feels perfect. Um, I, I am loving this game. I don't know what it's going to end or what's going to happen, but I can already tell you this is one of my favorite Metroidvania games I've played in a long time. So if you guys have a chance to pick it up, it's like 15 bucks on Switch, I know it's been out on the PC for a while. Um, it has a little bit of a dark theme. It uh, almost kind of reminds you of like a uh, deviant art in a way. If <laughs> you guys are familiar with that, but uh, very cool. Um, I'm enjoying the, just the heck out of it. The uh, boss battles are hard, and there's a real cool system. Like if you if you die somewhere on the map, uh, you lose all your coins. And you have to go back to that exact part of the map and like fight a like ghostly image of yourself to get all your coins and stuff back. Uh, really cool how that works out. So really enjoying that game. I uh, hope you guys get a chance. If you like Metroidvania as it is, go check that game out. So but that's really all I've it, been playing other than this Sodan game. But what were we gonna say, Aaron? Uh I
1: was gonna say was did, did you ever get a chance to play uh Bloodstain the the spin off game, Curse of the Moon?
0: I I played it. I played it for a couple of hours straight, and then I never picked it up again. Um, definitely a cool game. You, you played that for a while, didn't you? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I had the same experience where uh, I I will go back and play it some more. But honestly, I just uh, I get I, I got caught up with the the Nonary games and uh, this other one called uh, Danganronpa, which is kind of hard yeah. to pronounce. But uh, it's,
0: uh, yeah, so one of my favorite podcasters uh, loves that game. I think I think he probably pronounced it Dangan Dangan Rampa. is what he called it. Dangan Dangan Rampa. Yeah. yeah, Danger <laughs>
2: Bullet, yeah. Uh, which I, I think bear, makes
0: right?
1: a lot more sense. But yeah, if if you like the Phoenix Wright games, yeah, uh, man, it's it's a lot like Phoenix Wright That's again, cool. mixed with a, a murder mystery where you're trying to figure out. Um, you know, you you're trapped in. One of these situations where you're you're trapped in a school and you have to figure out um, who's killing people off, and <laughs> the once you get to that courtroom scene, it just it gets crazy, and there's these cool little mini games that happen, um, and and it's it's hard to explain, but if you just watch video of it, each new game in the series um, introduces all sorts of crazy little things that you do during that gameplay uh, that just make it make it really fun um, and, and w- the main part of it is, is that you're trying much like Phoenix right you're trying to point out contradictions uh, w- within someone's statement as it goes around like w- when they're saying okay well here's where here's my alibi you know here's where I was or here's my line of thinking and then there's a word that'll pop out that might be highlighted and then you use something called a truth bullet and you can shoot it <laughs> and uh, that's when your main character is like, no, that's wrong, and they'll explain, you know, it's just so, some satisfaction uh, that you get out of it. But it's like, yeah, you tell them why they're wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> just super cool.
0: Yeah, I've never played those, but I hear a lot of people talking about them. They sound really it, it,
1: All these games i played are definitely not for kids.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, um, I would say the Notary Games ones, especially because there's a lot more cursing in those ones uh, but yeah the the content of it's never like sexual but it's more like it's it can get violent basically so but yeah if, if you if you like games with an engrossing story and kind of like why, why am i here what's going on uh yeah the game there's Lot twists and keeps you guessing and all that stuff and, it, and it's stuff where like uh if you have a vita or you have a 3ds uh i don't i don't think uh danganronpa is on 3ds but it's definitely on vita and uh ps4 and i think pc now
0: cool i've i've noticed a lot of games here lately like story driven games seem to start you off and you don't know who you are or where you're going and I, but i kind of like that yeah, like it, uh, yeah, you know,
1: like that you're trapped somewhere and, and you have to, you know, convenient amnesia,
2: that sort yeah. of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool, man. Sweet. Yeah, I'm going to have to get my Vita back out and play around. I haven't touched a Vita in a while. So. Cool, cool. All right, man. Well, you ready for this next segment where we ask you some questions?
1: I sure am because okay. I've not looked at these questions at all uh, in about a month.
0: So, <laughs> and I hope I have the right picture up. Uh, this is Ask Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about
2: Sega games. Ask him questions. It's okay. He
0: will answer them if he wants.
1: And not uh, Nick at Night.
0: Nick at Night, yeah. Well, the the uh, deadline on this picture was uh, 528. <laughs> We're like uh, a whole month Ooh. later. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, but, uh, let's uh, start with the first one here. And, and if you start recognizing these questions, Aaron, let me know. I actually went to the photos on our group page and found the very first picture that was used. So this should be right.
2: <laughs> oh, nice.
0: All right. All right. So the first question comes from Andrew Coed. Andrew says, which beloved Nintendo franchise is just the worst? And... How would Sega fix it?
1: Ooh, okay. Um, worst Nintendo franchise. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think what it, what an actual... Because Nintendo... I, I feel like uh, Sega has done a much better job of botching up their franchises <laughs> That's true. than Nintendo has. Though I, I would say Nintendo's done a pretty good job of messing up things like... Uh, um what was it when they tried to make it like you had to use amiibos um and and i want to say it was like yeah like their animal crossing they had like an animal crossing game on the wii u that was pretty terrible um but i mean they they've been pretty consistent um as far as other things there's there just some things they make them too kiddy or not that great and that that'd be like Kirby and nothing that I can say is like out and out terrible like they redeem themselves with Metroid where it's like they put out a, a clunker kind of <laughs> uh, with Federation Force and then they're like oh well, you know what let's let's uh let's try this again and then you know there was a the Metroid 2 remake that I've heard is pretty awesome um yeah, that's tough to say. What what Sega could do, um, what what could Sega do? Um, what what does Sega really excel at? Might be the question.
0: Um, you can make Urban Champion a good beat 'em up game,
1: right? I know that's a good <laughs> idea. Urban Champion is um, so maybe not a franchise, but some standalone stuff like yeah, Urban yeah. Champion or Gyromite, where it's like Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Like if you could repurpose Gyromite to beat the crap out of other robots. Uh, kind of like BattleBots, but actually good. I'd play that. That would be cool. Like BattleBots, but maybe VR or something. I don't know. It's an idea. Gyromite was just all about very slowly moving discs around that would <laughs> raise and lower platforms. Like, like, when I was a kid, I I didn't even know about Rob. Um, We didn't have the internet, so I just thought, oh, well, I guess you're supposed to play this two-player, and the second player is always like, you know, your poor gopher who has to (laughs) hit one button to raise (laughs) a all of these platforms. Um, Yeah, that's a good question, Andrew. Um, I will have to ruminate on that one more. I think uh, they've got things pretty solid with Mario. They have a few different ways that they're making Mario games um but yeah we'll, we'll say one of the earlier ones that just wasn't that well done uh and that would definitely be like an urban champion uh even uh, here's what i think i think sega did sports games early on and camelot uh came around or um uh, camelot and uh a few other companies that helped out um uh, Sega did sports games a little better. Um, and and then, I don't know, Nintendo kind of turned it around. I think it was once uh, you had stuff like Mario Tennis and Golf. I mean, I love those. I, yeah, I
0: the ones on the Game Boy concept.
1: Color. Yeah, I think it's just it a great good. concept to, to mix up uh, a, a sport and an RPG and somehow make them come together and work. Um, so, yeah. You know what, Sega, if you can do that, Pull that off with some some uh, Sonic characters. I, I know they're trying to put out another Kart Racer, and uh, yes. I I think they did an admirable job competing with Mario Kart with uh, All Star Racing. So yeah, that
0: game was very good, and of course they released it on like every platform possible.
1: Yeah, and and there was a lot of fan service, yep. uh, a lot of throwbacks to forgotten franchises, which yes. you know I wish Sega would bring back more of those franchises. Um. It was and, awesome,
0: awesome to see some Jet Set Radio in there. I was...
1: Yeah, Jet Set Radio, even some Alex Kidd, uh, yeah. even stuff. uh for you some from stuff, sh- <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Very cool. All right. So Sean Robinson has a two-parter. Okay. Uh, first one, which games that you've played in the last 12 months that aren't already for the Sega Genesis would be right at home for the Genesis if they reported to it?
1: Uh, you know, now that I've seen what the Genesis is capable of, uh, I could totally see one of these room escape type games being on the Sega Genesis. It might be static screens, but um, there there are actually a few homebrew games that have been released on the Sega Genesis. Like uh, I think there's something called like Sacred Line or something like that, okay. where they are visual novels that that have been ported over to the system, um. With a lot of text and multiple choice, I think those could easily be ported. Um, especially, not having to worry as much about memory constraints. You know, people can make larger ROMs, um, or you know, they they don't want to release them on physical cartridge. Um, I think I've I've answered similar questions to this in the past, and I'm trying to think of other franchises maybe outside of the box. Um, th- what Sega? definitely had a giant lack of was metroidvania exploration type games yeah. and what i like to see is there's a port of cave story being worked on which is a phenomenal oh,
0: game love cave story
1: and i've seen the demo on the sega genesis which is great um the only other two i can really think of or three maybe You know, you've got stuff like Monster World 4, which you might have to cover at some point um, for Patreon, probably. Uh, You've got Phantom, I think it's 2049. And then you've got Todd's Adventures in Slime World, um, which isn't completely Metroidvania, but uh, it definitely has that exploration, find items, and escape type deal. That's a genre I would love to see on sega genesis more um i just think it's it's a really cool it's one of my favorite things to play uh the other thing that sega genesis really lacked in was rpgs and this is a conversation um i had over when i guested it on the snes podcast was that they they just had their 100th episode congrats guys They're by awesome. the way um and what i said was you know i, I love the sega genesis um, but that's something I noticed that the Super Nintendo really did have over Genesis. And, and maybe it was just that they had more developers working for them. And they had those key players like uh, Squaresoft and Enix and, and things like that. But there were just a lot more RPGs to pick from. And I, and I think you could take um, a modern game now and demake it. And it, it would work fine on the Sega Genesis. be great.
0: Awesome. All right. So the next part, I'm actually going to be able to answer myself. Uh, Aaron, uh, Sean asks, which good games do you wish you could get your co-host to play? And I'm assuming you're probably going to say Starflight.
1: You know what? Let me ask uh, Landon. He's not on He's not on here right now. So, um, but <laughs> I guess I'll ask you. Yeah. What, what do I wish I could get you to play? Starflight is a major one. And, and the thing I would say is, you know, when you're ready to play it, you we can definitely get you to play but it's one of those things where you'll want to look at some quick instructions on how to play so you're not lost yeah. and maybe you know maybe start out with a uh, an idea cuz you know there there's certain like RPGs and stuff where there's a certain way to do things or there's the hard way and the and <laughs> the best way to do it is okay and somehow, you want to have like a human engineer, or you want to have this type of character, and then they'll have all the stats you want so you're not yeah. gimped at the beginning of the game.
0: And somehow I always find the hard way to play this kind of game. So, and that's, that's going to be a fun episode too because it's going to be interesting. I'm sure Josh and those guys will jump on, but it'll be interesting to hear your all's knowledge on that game and then kind of hear my take as a fresh player.
1: Yeah, uh, it'll be really interesting. And I think we're going to do it sooner than later uh, because we have had some feedback that people we've definitely played a lot, a lot of EA games on the show. This is going to be our (laughs) second EA game in a row. Um, If I had a pie chart of games we've covered, EA would, I think, have a, a large chunk. Yeah. Because EA just, they put out tons of games every year for the system. It's just...
0: Yeah. It's fun when you go you to know. the uh, retro game stores and you can see all those cartridges with the little yellow tabs just everywhere. Very cool.
1: Oh, yeah. And then it, was, it was weird because some games, they would uh, release the same game and then it would have a yellow tab and then it wouldn't. I've seen that too. Like uh, Jungle Strike uh, was like that, where there's two versions of that game. One, one with and without the tab.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But uh, back back to you. Another game I wish I could get you to play. Have you ever played Pirates?
0: A little bit, but about the same kind of experience. I played it for a little bit and just thought, nah, just went away from it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? And maybe that's, that's me too.
1: I, I honestly prefer playing the NES version so you guys can shoot me. But uh, the NES version, I think it's just a little faster to play because the major thing is when you get to a town in the, the games, um, in the Genesis version, you're actually walking around the town in the NES version. You've got a nice simple menu and you just pick what you want. Um, but it's, it's also because, you know, Pirate's Gold, they were trying to remake a lot of the designs and streamline it. But, uh, I think there's some things I, I preferred on the NES version, but, uh, I'm trying to think of one more, (laughs) one more game, um, that I wish I could get Nick to play. Um, I don't know. Did you did you ever really get into any RPGs or strategy-type games on the system? I think those are probably the ones you got into the least.
0: Probably. I, I did play Shining Force, so there was that. So I don't have any problems there. Um.
1: Yeah, uh, people keep on talking about Warsong. Maybe that's a game for both of us where I, I really just haven't given it the time of day. Yeah. Um, so maybe Warsong's is a game to play, which is part of a much larger series, but we only ever saw that game come stateside for a long time. Anyways, uh let's keep going.
0: All right. So the next one comes from Timmy Mac. Timmy Mac says, I know you love Snatcher. If a special anniversary edition was released, what would you like to see? What kind of extras in the game or otherwise?
1: Um how about Hideo Kojima's involvement?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that would be the major thing, to be honest that i feel like if it's such a niche game and uh i just at this point it feels like konami's mostly about profit and it would hard it would be hard for me to see them bring that one back um also looking at the fact that like this new blade runner movie came out and it didn't do so hot <laughs> at the box office um i don't know i just i just think uh if if they don't see the money in it, then they might not go for it. They they tried to put out a Metal Gear game without Kojima, and it flopped just about as bad as uh, Snake's Revenge did. Um, <laughs> no, Snake's Revenge is actually a better game. Not gonna lie. Um, Survive is... I just I keep hearing terrible things about the game. If you're a fan of it, tell me why you're a fan and tell me how I'm wrong. But... <laughs> Yeah. So, what what would uh, that anniversary edition? First of all, I think it would have to be a two part anniversary edition. Kind of like what, what I was talking about. You had these collections of games like Dankein Rampa and the Nonary games. It would have to have Snatcher and Police Knots. While they're not completely related, they uh, Police Knots references Snatcher sometimes. Um, they're kind of. They're very related. They're very uh, similar games in in the style where it's uh, science fiction and uh, one game is kind of going for a Blade Runner feel, the other one's kind of going for like a Lethal Weapon in Space feel, like a buddy cop type thing. And, um, you know, I I think it would be great to see a re-release of both. In one package on the, on a disc, I would love that. And I think if you could bring back some of the original voice acting team, if you could get uh, Jeremy Blostein, who did the translation for the original game and and helped get the uh, I think helped with the wrangling the the voice actors and getting that team together. I thought the voice acting in Snatcher was great. It would be great to either have the original voice acting or have some of those voice actors come back. Uh, Jeff Lupitan, who was the voice of Gillian Seed in Snatcher, actually did a guest role in Read Only Memories 2064. So there's hope. Um, I, I think the other thing is, here's the problem. Konami tried... They tried to remake Snatcher multiple times. The first time they remade it was for the PC CD and the Sega CD. I thought that was a success. But when they tried to remake these games, and when they tried to remake Snatcher on Saturn and PlayStation, I thought they failed horribly because they screwed up the graphics. They went for the kind of cheap-looking pre-rendered look that a lot of games were trying to go for. And um, it just... It mixes pre-rendered with the 2D, and it did not look great. And the sounds, it's horrible to listen to. The soundtracks in the original game and in the PC, CD, and Sega CD versions were great. And then you listen to any of the soundtrack to Snatcher on Saturn or PlayStation, and it's kind of pathetic. It just sounds like uh, elevator jazz. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I hope that answers your question. (laughs) <laughs> nice
0: alright so our next one comes from Nick DeMarco he's got a two-parter as well says number one did Corey Hart approve your, of your shades and that that is a reference to your picture looks like you're playing a little gig there playing on your Korg so you got some cool shades on so he was wondering if Corey Hart approved of that
1: <laughs> I hope so how is that guy doing I hope he's still <laughs> getting uh, residuals from I uh, only wear my sunglasses at
0: night I hope so <laughs> And then a second part questions a little bit more serious. What minor character from a Sega game deser- deserves its own spinoff?
1: Mm, minor character from a Sega game deserves their own spinoff. Uh well, you know what? Big the cat. <laughs> there you go from Sonic Adventure, and he got one. It was unofficial, but there's actually a hack of Sonic uh, the Hedgehog, one or two. I forget which one. Where you can play a, a big the cat two player fishing mini game, uh, and it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's pretty great. So that's kind of one minor character I thought of. Um, and then is he did, did he say a character from a game like a like a minor, kind of like a I think of Nintendo where they have, like Tingle, <laughs> and they had three games for that minor Zelda character. I'm trying to think, like, in a, in a Sonic or a, uh, a Space Harrier. Hmm. Mm, or, like, um, I, I think of minor characters who are forgotten in Sega games mostly. Because when people think of Sega, it's mostly, oh, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog, and then Streets of Rage. Um, so maybe if you had a spin off game... And don't get me wrong, Sega used to do spinoffs. They did like two spinoffs of Eternal Champions for some reason.
0: Yeah,
1: and you had Chicago Syndicate, where you got to play as Larson, and yeah, you had. Uh,
0: I was so hopeful for that game.
1: Oh, it's kind of garbage, though. And, and then they had a, the other spinoff, which is even worse, which is Experts, where you play as uh, what was her name, Jade? I can't remember. I,
0: know, I never played that one.
1: It was just terrible. <laughs> it's if you think the game we're playing. Today is uh, something um, that something is extra something. <laughs> that game is extra. Extra something. <laughs> but <sighs> I'm trying to think of minor characters. I know I've got it. Golden Axe, a game where you get to play as one of the leprechauns. <laughs> yes. Lucky One leprechaun who steals all of your your potions, and that's the whole goal of the game—that you just steal potions from unsuspecting heroes.
0: And you avoid the kicks. Then,
1: Yeah, Absolutely, you have no ability. You can throw potions at him. That's about it.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> and all
1: hope right. you knock him unconscious for a few seconds. <laughs> but you remember how like uh, like Flicky? Flicky used to be the star of his own game, and then and then uh, they kind of rolled him into Sonic Three D Blast. Yeah
0: every time I play Sonic 3D Blast, I just want to go back and play Flicky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Mr. Christopher Kellogg says, have you ever wanted to create your own Sega game? And if so, what kind of game would it be and what would it be called? Ooh,
1: that's a good question. I, I think I, I gave a few hints earlier, but I think... Th- someone's ported a visual novel engine over to the sega genesis um if i ever got back into writing um it would be cool to do something like that uh the other one is a a beat-em-up i think beat-em-ups are cool there's actually a big beat-em-up game coming out called paprium that i'm excited about um but if i could personally make one it would probably be an rpg or it would be a Metroidvania. I think those are the games that were the most sorely lacking on the system. So that's probably what I would do.
0: What uh, would you do yeah. if you sang out a tune? Alright,
1: uh. uh would you walk out on me? <laughs> Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song, and I'll try not to sing out a key.
0: Oh babe. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I only really knew that song called "The Wonder Years." Oh yeah, you knew the the cover <laughs> version. Yep. <laughs> All right, Johnny Larkins has a real cool question here. Uh, he says, "Have you ever done a complete 180, reversing your feelings about a game that you once enjoyed or hated?" So sometimes people who were young and didn't appreciate a game like Herlogs, I want to say this wrong you know it Herog Zizwi he- he- Y. why I was way off <laughs> in their youth for example come to love it when they rediscover it later on and sometimes games we loved when we first played them are crappy and borderline unplayable to us now Have you ever experienced that in the Genesis Sega CD 32X library Yes and I you know, I don't know how I
1: forgot to mention this how to uh, Streets of Rage 3 I was just over at my buddy's place, and uh, he has a copy of Streets of Rage 3, and I couldn't really appreciate it when it came out, and I owned it, um, because it felt too different from 2, and I felt like the music was too different, and they added story elements, and there were some things that were just kind of cheesy. And while I still think that the game is a little cheesier than the second game, um, like the fact that you can unlock a kangaroo, <laughs> uh, and that you're... It's, it's weird. It's cheesy, and then it's more serious, because you're trying to dismantle bombs and, and stop... Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, like, this whole, like... Uh, the, the plot gets insane, and it's a lot bigger and involves a lot more cybernetics than the second game did. But... Um, a lot of things things got improved too. Um, things like your your specials. If your special meter is charged up, you don't actually uh, take any damage. So as long as it's it, and, and you also have like a, a tiered level system, so you level up your specials. So I think that's that's cool. Now I will admit we did play he had a repro of the Japanese version that had been translated. I don't know exactly. I don't remember what was different about that one. Maybe a few more cutscenes, uh, And, you know, the, it brings back a little missing content. Um, but yeah, that's one I think you should definitely get back and, and play with a buddy if you can. Some of the music is still kind of... Uh, and I think it's just because it's procedurally generated um, which is which means that it it doesn't sound like it's gonna sound different every time basically and the the feel of of two was a lot more laid-back groove based the third game is a lot more hardcore techno and so there were actually two composers on the second game, and it seems like Yuzo Koshiro took more influence from the other composer from the second game, and it's straight straight ahead and, and harder edged. And some people might dig that, but mm-hmm. as far as catchy tunes, they're fewer and farther between. There's still a few in there. Um, but yeah, that that's the one I think of the most right now, where it's, it's one you should go back and try, especially if you can try the... Uh, the translated japanese version um what's another one that i think that that's bad that i've kind of changed my mind on a little bit is dark castle <laughs> dark castle yeah dark castle white castle uh dark castle to an extent yeah where i just i, I couldn't see how anyone could could play it but now i've grown to appreciate it a little bit and see what the developers are trying to do. I still think it's not the greatest port, but um, I, I still enjoy it at least more than the game we're covering today. Um, <laughs> the other game I thought of was Hydlide uh, 3, or Super Light as it's called here. And that was one where I hated it because you could get encumbered kind of like in a, in an Elder Scrolls game, but back in the 80s, right? So you could get, it was like the earliest RPG you could play on the system. And it is painfully hard until you realize what you're doing. And then it's less painfully hard. But um, that's that's one I've spent more time on. And I've kind of reversed some of my initial hatred of the game now that I've understood its quirky mechanics a yeah, little bit yeah. more and and there are just games like that I think it's a good good enough question to kind of raise to you if if you've thought of games that you don't uh, like as much I guess that's what I didn't answer was is there a good game that I don't like playing quite as much now and I I'm having a hard time with that one I would say <laughs> maybe hmm I used to th- I used to like Golden Axe 3, but now when I, I play it, I just can't can't do it. It's just yeah. not good.
0: I kind of feel that way about like you mentioned it earlier, but Sonic 3D. It, it I liked it a lot when I was a kid. And now it's just kind of like eh, still no.
1: Yeah, I'm the same way with that game. I, I think the director's cut that uh, the main guy put out. Um, does alleviate some of the problems, but the underlying game is just not as fun as a mainline Sonic game.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then games kind of like what you mentioned that weren't big on when you were growing up or whatever. Um, I was that way with a lot of RPGs. Like I, I tried my best to play, um, cr- you know, Chrono Trigger and stuff, and I didn't like it as a kid. But once I got to be a teenager, I'm like, man, I'm really missed out on this game. Or even like Fantasy Star and other games like that.
1: Just you know, able- I did that for the Shadow Run. That was yeah
0: yeah
1: when I was a kid I didn't get it um, I liked the design and stuff on that but I preferred the SNES version because it was a little more straightforward to me at yeah. that and uh, and then as I got older I uh, just kind of figured out the game and I we we covered it on the show I I got a lot more into it
0: yeah you know I was also that way which is one of my favorite games of all time like like Link to the Past when I first played that game when I was probably seven or eight years old I just thought nah it's too hard I don't know what to do. And then later on, 12, 13 years old, I'm like, this is probably one of the best games the, I've ever played in my life.
1: The problem I had with that game and with some other games is that even as a kid, I knew about a game-breaking glitch. <laughs> and I couldn't stop myself from using it, which was the fact that you could warp across a screen and get to impassable areas. And basically, you know, I, I, I'm trying to remember what the the term is in speed running but you could skip across areas and, and break the game and get to areas you couldn't get to very early on um, which meant that I never really tried to play the game the right way
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> oh man alright so the next question Joseph Garris asks are you a bad enough dude to save the president? Uh, depends on the president I, no, like, I, I don't think anyone's uh, I shouldn't talk politics <laughs> <laughs> No, let's everyone,
1: not talk politics <laughs> No, we want to We want to keep that out of our show, guys <laughs> But In general, yes, I think I'm a bad enough Dude, I might get a few scrapes But uh, You know We we can go out for burgers after, I guess
0: That's That's what, the... Yeah, Eric Purcell responded Said He's already eating the burger
1: <laughs> yes, as long as I get the burger first. Yeah. If I can eat the food first and then do the saving, I'll, I'll be fine.
0: Eat a burger. Got us um, As long as you're paying. <laughs> I can always eat a hamburger. All right. <laughs> Kate Van Gilder says, Aaron, what's your favorite Sega platformer besides Sonic? Ooh, besides Sonic,
1: that's a good question. Uh, Sega platformer besides Sonic. Like I said. Well, like I said, Monster World Four is a phenomenal platformer. Um, Decap Attack is a really fun game. Yeah. Um, Anything by Treasure, of course. Dynamite Heady, which someone mentioned, is a fantastic platformer. Earthworm
0: Jim platformer.
1: Yes, absolutely. Earthworm Jim is definitely a platformer, so Earthworm Jim is right up there. And then uh, I'm trying to think of some other really good ones that I would go back to and play. And uh, who knows? Maybe it'll become one. I just have not spent enough time with it. But uh, a, a game that I'm just going to drop a hint, it's a game that we'll be covering very soon. Maybe I'll decide it's one of my favorite platformers. Uh, I think Maybe it's the next game. we
0: star or- in your hmm. eye. Ah. <laughs>
1: Maybe. Drop that head. <laughs> you got it. Um I'm trying to think Battletoads is on the system, but I think I've told you this before. I much prefer playing Battletoads on the NES. And I think this has to do with the, the, the what they changed in Battletoads. So Battletoads has kind of straddled the line between platformer and beat em up
2: <laughs>
1: Kind of one of those yeah. interesting things. Perhaps. Besides that... Uh, game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of pure platforming games. There's stuff like, uh, uh, no, what was it called? Socket, but Socket, and I'm thinking of these, these Sonic type knockoffs. There's, there's Socket and there's High Seas Havoc, which are both <laughs> pretty decent in their own right, but um, not not quite as good. Uh, would you consider? Castlevania Bloodlines a platformer? I would.
0: Yeah, me too. Definitely.
1: Oh, I would put that at the top of my list. By far. <laughs> uh, Blades of Vengeance is a surprisingly good platformer. And one of the more rare games you can buy on the system. There's Blades of Vengeance. There's Kadash. Uh, there's. There's the one where you have. Uh, God, where you have like the magical powers. I can't remember the name of it for some reason right now. Jewel master.
0: Jewel master. Yeah. Ah.
1: So that one's pretty decent.
0: That's a good
1: one. Uh, one that we covered that once you got over the initial shadow blasters, right?
2: Sh- well,
1: like, you can serve. That was so good. A, yeah. yeah a, I mean, uh, that's a,
0: that's a lot like jewel master in a way. Just the way you're shooting junk out of your hands. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. Shoot junk out of your hand. That's my day to day. Uh, <laughs> So Shadow Blasters gets better once you get speed up. Just my
0: descriptions. They're so so great. Oh, they're
1: phenomenal.
0: Shoot crap out your hands. The end.
1: Don't stop me now. <laughs> okay, so next question.
0: Next question comes from Eric Purcell. This one was real sweet. Eric says, "How is it that you're such an awesome human? Oh, and my family thanks you again for the incredible track." You have to explain to everyone what happened there. Oh yeah, awesome.
1: did did I talk about that on the last show? I don't think so. I don't
0: think so. Or... Don't think
1: so. Uh, okay. So, Eric Purcell is a dear friend of mine, good good buddy of mine, and friend of the Retro Junkies network, and he's he's kind of been uh, a friend of the podcast. Yeah. And even guested on a, a few things that I've been on like Retro Obscura. Uh, Eric, uh, he and his whole family, just, just great people. And I've actually gone over to visit them at one point, a couple years ago, uh, went over to Iowa, to Des Moines and hung out with him and actually John Wedgworth, which, uh, they're, they're good buddies. And, uh, and you might know John from uh, nerd noise radio anyways. Eric, uh, basically his son came to me and and asked if I could do some music for a project he was working on for for school. And uh, I said, sure, what kind of yeah? what's the project, what is it? And it it was uh, for a history project where um, he was talking about uh, a particular battle during the Korean War. And so he had a video presentation, and he just wanted some music for it. So at first he was like, oh, well, I can take whatever song you want to give me, something that you've already written. And and then I listened to it, and I'm like, no, this is a little more serious than that. So I wrote a piece of music that kind of reflects that. And it it almost sounds like uh, an intro to an an RPG uh, where there's like a great war or something, and there's uh, casualties and... uh, and just trying to give it a really epic feeling. Um, kind of reminiscent of what you heard during, like, uh, if you ever played Gauntlet 4 during the intro to that game. So that's what I was kind of going for. And I'll eventually release the the music for real. So if you want to check it out, you can. But Eric, I really appreciate you, buddy. Um, I don't consider myself that awesome, but I'm glad everyone else Oh, other people do, so I, I appreciate it.
0: Good man, Aaron Hickman. No, I thought that was great. When I saw that little uh, blurb come up on Facebook, I just big smile on my face. It's just kinda cool how through the podcast and the network we have here that we can help each other out. So really cool. Real cool story there. So uh next question comes from Ian McGarry. Ian says, What's your favorite Yakuza? Y- 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 uh Oh wait did Ian Lo- McGarry, I
1: think he might correct you.
0: Ian Ian. I'm sorry, buddy.
1: Ian or Lan, if you uh, accidentally read as the first L- letter
0: wrong. <laughs> <Land>. <laughs> so yeah, what is your favorite Yakuza game? And what is love?
1: Ooh, well, you know, I've only played Yakuza 1 and 4. And out of the 2, 4 is definitely the better game. <laughs> I want to play the rest. Um, so it's hard for me to give a objective opinion there. But 4 was really good. I really enjoyed
0: it. Very cool. All right. So the next one comes from Mike Hayes. Wait. I hear what is love? Yeah, what is love? We we usually don't answer that question, do we? We don't know it.
1: <laughs> hmm, love is a burning thing.
2: <laughs> love it's a burning thing. <laughs>
0: Man, i was just
1: full the... of uh, musical references.
0: I watched a video of that the other day. It was funny. <laughs> All right. So Mike Hayes asks, why didn't Sparkster become the superstar gaming mascot he deserved to be? There's a platformer. Oh, that was we'd... the other platformer. I mean, <laughs> I know, one I of the top tier
1: platformers of the system. Okay, and I think no one wants to, I don't know. He's a rodent. He's a He's possum. A I mean, look at, I think it was Awesome Possum's fault, to be honest. <laughs> I think you ruined it for everybody.
0: you know, awesome possum.
1: Awesome. Bubsy the Bobcat. You know, just these <laughs> these uh, third-tier platforming heroes. Yeah, all all
0: real monsters. That's one I got sitting on my shelf. I forgot about know so. yeah. Platforming game. <laughs> Castle Illusion was good.
1: Oh, yeah. Castle Illusion is one of the best. Yep. And, and they're going to keep coming back to me as I remember more. Flashback, of course. Flashback, and, yeah. Yeah, that one definitely has some platforming elements.
0: Yep. Yeah, they're releasing that on the Switch here soon. That's going to be fun. Or maybe it's already out of uh,
1: there What's cool is Flashback and Another World have had homebrew ports. Um, there's a homebrew port of Flashback on the PlayStation TV or the Vita called Reminiscence.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you can grab it on there if you have it hacked.
2: Nice.
0: Pretty cool. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. So next question is from Ken Kazuma. Ken says, I'm excited about the Sega Genesis collection for PS4. Are you? What games do you think they should have added? What should they have removed?
1: Ooh, I can't remember what they should have removed per se, but there's a noticeable lack of Sonic 3 and the Echo games. And uh, there were a few more that kind of puzzled me a little bit.
0: I think the Um, Sonic game we've talked about probably a few times. It's the whole... That's the whole issue with possibly having Michael Jackson's copyrighted music. It's
1: writing Team that were involved. That's all I can think about why. And it's, I I haven't heard an actual confirmation from Sega themselves, <laughs> but that that was a problem. The, the only problem, uh, the the other problem I've heard about this particular collection is there are speed issues that they might have fixed now, but. There's issues in this version that were definitely were not in the last collection. And so it's kind of a shame. And there's... You can't unlock Fancy Star 1 or uh, Golden Axe... uh, What was it? Uh, Golden Axe Warrior. Kind of a shame. So there's some missing unlockables that I would like to see. Games that... Honestly, it's ridiculous that Sega hasn't gotten the rights to more things. And I, I think there's just more undiscovered games that the only way you can really play them is um, through slightly less legal means or I- if you want to play them on your Sega Genesis. Um, but thankfully, most Sega Genesis games are fairly cheap, and you can get a lot of good games for $10 or under yep. just Probably one of the greatest strengths of the system is that you haven't had to worry about really extreme inflation like you did with the Super Nintendo or the NES. So it's still very easy to collect for the Sega Genesis.
0: Very true. Cool. Uh, Probably going to say this name wrong, too. Michael Talander says, If I were to make a new Sega Genesis game called Tanzer, and it having, by the looks of it at the moment, a successful Kickstarter, would you be okay with that?
1: Yes, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> I have had a conversation with this fellow, uh, so <laughs> and that Kickstarter is still live, but uh, I said, hey, do you need any music for it? And he said, uh, I've got a composer, but if you want to write a track for it. Uh, he, said, he hasn't gotten back to me yet about it, but I might be involved with it at some point, which would be exciting to have uh, my music in an actual sega genesis game which is one of my dreams so very cool
0: and uh one on the kickstarter page real quick just to give you all an update tanzer is a new hack and slash platforming game produced exclusively for the sega mega drive and genesis so very cool looks like they have 262 backers and what do they have here yeah it looks like they've reached their goal so very cool
1: Definitely check it out. It looks like it's uh, highly influenced, what what was it, by Strider and Osman yeah. and uh, th- those types of uh, platformers. Strider is another really cool platformer game, by the way. I don't know what's up with my memory right now, but it's like, as we talk about things, these <laughs> games are <different> stuck <laughs> to me.
0: Very cool. I love all this whole
1: uh, <laughs> and Ghosts. There we go. There's another gotcha. fantastic platformer.
0: Gotcha. Very cool all right so the next question comes from trevor franklin trevor says why do you only listen to one podcast and why is it (laughs) retroblist
1: uh you know what retroblist uh is actually in my rotation i don't listen to too many podcasts right now but it's definitely one i like to go and check out just because uh you know what we have like a, a fake our fake fights with those guys but uh they are honestly two of the nicest guys I have oh, ever met in my life, big and uh, they're, they're, they're big teddy bears. Uh, <laughs> big teddy bears. You get to know those guys. They're just <laughs> very warm and very very funny. Uh, they they make me laugh, and uh, their shows, they, they don't take themselves seriously at all, and they do skits at the beginning of the, every show. Full disclosure, uh, I wrote their theme song, but uh, I'm, I'm a little biased. So but uh, <laughs> they they kind of remind me of the format we had for Retro Obscura in that they cover anything and everything as long as it's retro.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, whereas Retro Obscura usually tried to do like the undiscovered and unloved stuff. Um, with Retro Bliss, it's just anything and everything retro. And uh, what's great is a lot of times Trevor will have played the game. Um. Uh, and then um, I can't. Why am I having a hard time? Why am I spacing on his name? His Johnny. co-host, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny, yes, Johnny. I'm so sorry, Johnny. Uh, Johnny will have never played the game, and so it's it's great to see that dynamic. Um, so I, it's a great great podcast. I highly recommend it. It, it, it. If they they're not on the Retro Junkies Network, but they're definitely a family friendly podcast. So go go check them
0: out. Very cool. Yeah, I know Trevor's been listening for a long time, says Johnny, so we appreciate their support and their uh, kinship there. Very cool. So Chris Vanderhoff asks, so how do you make music using... Oh, sorry, I completely skipped over uh, Joshua Rieger's, or Rieger's question. Uh, oh, you have another one? Yeah, sorry. Uh, he had an email that he did ask Aaron here. So, oh, okay, cool. So he says, this is a multi-parter. He says, A, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Have any clue?
1: Uh, You know what? I think if we're talking Sega Genesis, it's where in time is Carmen Sandiego. So maybe Ah, it's a question of not where, but but when. when.
0: I like it. (laughs) All right. The second question I think we'll be answering later, but uh, he says, what do you think of RyStar?
1: Ooh, you know what? I think you might find out very
2: soon. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing I can give.
0: (laughs) And uh, the third question says, why is Cheataman the best franchise of all time?
1: You know what? Um, Can can we strike that question from the record? (laughs) Just permanently? (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) an obstruction
1: of justice.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. And he tells us how to pronounce his last name. And he says, also, have fun trying to pronounce my last name. (laughs) It's Regear. Oh, wow. Oh Regear. I I thought it was Rygar. Rygar, yeah.
1: I was hoping it was Rygar.
0: Rygar sounds cool, too. Like the old... uh, Oh, who made that game?
1: Master System and NES game. Cap- yes. uh, oh, Tecmo. Tecmo made it.
0: Tecmo. That's right. Uh, yep. Cool. So there you go. Um, Chris Vanderhoff. This is the one I just skipped. Sorry, Chris is gonna yell at me later for that. He's always so mean to me. But uh, Chris says, "How do you make your music using a Genesis? Or am I wrong and you aren't making music with a Genesis?"
1: Uh, no. You know what's funny? He actually did his own little mini ask errand when he was in the car with me when he came to visit. <laughs>
2: He should have recorded
1: I it. Swear, <laughs> I swear he asked me this question, and I, I played him a song or two in the car. And uh, to answer your question, Chris, there are no music tools specifically written that you can... There are some systems or things like the Commodore 64 or the Game Boy where people will write music writing tools directly for the system. So you boot up the system, and then you play... Um, a a special like a you know a uh, a ROM that you load up that actually lets you compose music on the system itself. What I do is I use uh, a special tool, and I've used another one also, but the one I use mostly now is is called Deflemask. And what it is is it's a Windows, Mac, Linux uh, cross-platform tracker. And what a tracker is, is a program specifically designed to target um, a certain chip. Um, it used to be, they were just sample based ones, um, it goes all the way back to the Amiga. Anyways, Deflamask is a multi-console tracker and what that means is you've got different systems you can target like Sega Genesis, NES, Game Boy, Master System, TurboGrafx-16, Commodore 64 so let lets you make music targeting all these different systems. The kicker is, it's not just you making sounds on the, on the PC. Um, not only can you write music for these systems, but you can also output a ROM or a VGM file that will make it playable on your target system. Um, so that's, that's how I write and why it's called a tracker is just, that's just what they were originally called. It's a, in most music writing software, it goes left to right on a timeline, and you have blocks of music. Um, trackers are are kind of similar in that way, and uh, you you're actually plugging in notes in different channels, and the screen scrolls vertically down. And so, you know, I can split up. I can have patterns of 64 lines, say, and then. Every fourth or eighth line is the the quarter note, um, in musical terms, or it could be the eighth note, depending on what what your tempo is, uh, and, and then you go from there. Um, I actually I plan on doing videos at some point to on on my own channel, um, probably YouTube or something like that, where I, I can explain how you can actually make your own sega genesis music if anyone's interested in that so if there is interest in it i would definitely love to show people how i do it and if you're a musician maybe you want to tinker around with it
0: yeah i've actually been (laughs) i know i've asked you a billion times what are you using i've been wanting to try it myself Um, one of these days i have i have all these ideas and i just never do it so
1: i think the the simplest thing for someone Um, going into it for the first time is, uh, yeah, you watch a tutorial video. Also, you you maybe try and program the simplest thing, which is like the drums, because with the Sega Genesis you've got one sample channel you can use, um, and so you could program a a simple drum beat, and then um, because it's teamed up with the Master System chip as well, the SN chip, you could also do some simple hi-hats and percussion I am sneezing.
0: <laughs> Bless you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> all right. So what's what's our next question?
0: Next question comes from Stephen Patterson. Did uh, you notice
1: this Dan. is the Ask Aaron podcast instead of sort of so, Dan? I, I, That's all right. That's I, all right. I, I apologize because uh, well, I don't is where, have
0: and, and things
1: to say about this game.
0: <laughs> I know we'll get into this a little bit later, but uh, this is where we're, Aaron and I have been talking, trying to make it easier on ourselves to do segments where we record up to ask Aaron one evening, and then he'll do the rest of the next. So we're not sitting here for because <laughs> our podcast has organically grown very large. Not and guys and, and I love it. I love it. I love that we have <laughs> these big two-hour shows. But sometimes it's just a little difficult to record on one night. So. <laughs> so good deal. Anyways, next question <laughs> comes from Steven Patterson. Steven says, "Is the MS two thousand your primary?" That's,
1: that's Stig. He goes by Stig.
0: Oh, Stig. Stig.
1: He's actually, a very. uh, very well, I'd say well known in the chip scene. But he's a he's a VGM composer. He's he's written video game music, and he's also a very talented uh, chip tune artist.
0: Cool. So is that your primary uh, synth there, MS 2000?
1: Oh, good question. I'm actually borrowing it from uh, the lead singer of my band. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's it's not it's not mine, but I definitely like to use it. Um, cool. It's a lot of fun. It's a Korg MS Two Thousand. You can get some really cool sounds out of it.
0: Are you still in this band? Um, that's a, I that's a question for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I am in this band. We've got a show coming up in August. We're going awesome. to play a museum museum show. Um, awesome, well, it's more of not a museum. Sorry, it's an it's an art gallery show. Still. It. So, but it's, it's a Texas art gallery in in uh, San Antonio. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. And I'll get to play a solo set, also. So it'll be awesome.
0: Stuff, man. I've I've been dabbling and I played three solo little things here recently. It's all musical, so there's uh you know it's more just kind of background music for a winery I play at, and I'm trying to get into a restaurant. I've been doing weddings and stuff for years, uh, but I've never kind of ventured into playing for two hours straight. So <laughs> I, I've done that twice. It's,
1: I've done it. It's it's definitely uh I definitely need a water break. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: Oh, and it's a beautiful thing because I'm I'm using my looper pedal, and uh, when I take a break, I'll just loop like seven or eight different tracks and just walk away, and everything's still playing over the amplifier, and people are still enjoying it. So that's pretty cool. Um, so oh, now, that's yeah. And I've been I've been dabbling in. Uh, you know, some originals, but I've also been covering things like um, I, I do like audio slave songs and The Offspring. I've done a lot of Leonard Skinner, but one of the funniest things I do, I do uh, Blank Spaces by Taylor Swift and I make it like real pretty and stuff. <laughs> so I do that. I'm working on a uh, I just finished. Um...
1: Will you write my name, Nick. <laughs>
0: yeah. Baby, I'll write your name. But <laughs> um, and then I just finished up uh, a real cool version of Santeria by Sublime. And uh, now I'm working on uh, "Take on Me" by uh-huh. Aha. Uh, oh,
2: nice! So, do you reach that
1: high note?
0: Uh, yeah, I do <laughs> on the guitar. Again, I don't sing. Nice. Uh, I play the melody. We should
1: we should team up for that, and That'd I'll I'll do a Sega Genesis version of that, and then you yeah. can. Like,
0: some I mean, i guitar. I've, I've got most of it picked out. It's just it's hard to get it right every time. Like I got the wait. wait. <laughs> Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> and
1: that, you know what? I didn't get to talk about that on the Sega Snippets. But uh, that was the other thing. I wrote a cover of an Andrew WK song. and oh, I re- that's
0: right. So good.
1: I saw it on uh, Instagram. He and liked it. He, he <laughs> liked it, and he left me a nice comment. And oh. he said, yeah, this is true party chip power. What amazing. A
0: cool what a cool guy. It I was up Oh, so that made so your happy. day. I made my day reading it.
1: Only day. made my day. He is, uh, he's an awesome, awesome guy. Just full of positivity.
0: That's cool. That's cool. Well, good. It's kind of nice we're both doing some cool music stuff. So. Absolutely. I don't, I don't get any likes from Andrew, Andrew WK, but you know. <laughs> one, day. No, one day. One day. One <laughs> day. All right. A <laughs> couple more questions here. Got next one from Jim Jones. And Jim asks, what's the best thing since sliced bread?
2: Ooh, the
1: best thing since sliced, sliced pickles?
0: Mm. I like those fried fried pickle chips at restaurants. You ever had those?
1: Yeah, I have had those. Or, you know what? Um, what's one of my favorite things? I would say <sighs> barbecue on pizza. I think that's...
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of that, but... I, I, I... Well, have you ever
1: had brisket on pizza? That's what it is. It's like brisket pizza. It's like, uh,
0: I don't like gimmick pizza. I don't know. Like,
1: yeah, that was definitely gimmicky, but it's pretty good if they do it right, and uh, that, that's that's one they give you pickles for. You, you
0: know what's weird, though? We have this thing, I don't know if you do, where they pretty much put a sandwich on a pizza, and they fold it over, and they call it pubwich. For some reason, I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> no.
0: <I've, laughs> is that weird? I've done that.
1: I, I know there was a whole like fascination on uh, Parks and Recreation with with. Ben and his fascination with calzones.
0: (laughs) Calzones are awesome, yeah.
1: I I actually like calzones, but I don't eat a lot of bread. Uh, But I do love calzones. The best thing since sliced bread. I don't know, man. I think uh, cheese sticks are pretty awesome. (laughs) I think those are great. You know? (laughs) I don't know. You're my favorite. It's, It's pretty good.
0: I've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec lately. I remember you had that cool painting of Duke Silver, right? <laughs> I do. I, I totally pulled off a Ron Swanson quote at work the other day. They were talking about cats and and small dogs, and I did the whole uh, "any dog under fifty pounds is a cat" and cats are pointless. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite quotes from him.
1: <laughs> it's like you're saying here, you throw this away, and it was, I forgot. I think he's like at a uh, a health food store, and he's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like. uh Thanks. Can I have another one? And they're like handing him samples and he's throwing <laughs> them in the class.
0: <laughs> Thanks. I'll take another.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, here. Keep him coming.
0: He's one of the best. That's one of the best characters in TV. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. All right. One more question. This one. This is, this is interesting. Antonio Sanchez says Who knows more about the Genesis sound capabilities? You or Mr. Wedgeworth?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. You know, I. I've definitely got the, the hands-on experience. He... He retain I would say what John from the Nerd Noise Radio, which I do recommend checking out. Uh, he's got a good podcast now. Um, I would say what John has is... a he, he's, he retains the theoretical knowledge a lot better than I do. Um, but I, I'm hands-on, kind of a tinker uh, with sound. So... If you're talking about practical knowledge I probably have more practical knowledge and he might have more uh, here the the capability or you know like I I, ha- I have that knowledge but it's not something where I can instantly recall yeah. facts uh, as well as John can I think John is uh, some people call me a walking encyclopedia <laughs> um, but like he can recall specific numbers and things like that a little better than i can
0: <laughs> the geek speak i like how he calls it that
1: <laughs> absolutely he, he can give you the geek speak a little better than i can i think
0: <laughs> that's awesome
1: and right. if you if you don't remember john was actually i think uh i don't know if we're ever going to go back and do it again but i i know you guys did a there's something on our feed where it was like a Streets of Rage episode, right?
0: Yeah. So we, instead of covering it on the gyms, we actually covered that over on the Retro Junkie Super Show. And uh, at the time, John and I were both guests on that uh, with Landon and Rob. So instead of just covering it again, I did like a short wrap up and I posted that on the, uh, on the gyms feed. So yeah, you can actually hear John Wedgworth on the Streets of Rage episode. I forgot yep. about that. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Yes, sir. Cool. Well, alright. That does it for Ask Aaron. Hey, Aaron, game on. Game on!
1: Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega!
0: Alright. Sword of Sodan for the Sega Genesis. Aaron, I have no memories for this game because I never played it uh, before our <laughs> our two-month uh, preparation for this podcast. How about you? Did you play this at all before? Uh,
1: I've played it over the years, but it's one of those games that's so unremarkable outside of the graphics that... It just kind of slips through your memory, <laughs> and you forget it ever existed until it comes up again, on like an angry review on YouTube. Yeah, uh, like the top ten
0: worst games on the Sega Genesis. Or a very, and a very spiteful suggestion from a Retro Bliss Podcast.
1: Indeed, those. <laughs> I can't even call them gentlemen. They're uh, <laughs> they're a notch below that now. <laughs> they're uh, they're they're not friends. They're fiends. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. We love you. Listen to retro bliss, and uh, list. hopefully we can uh, return the favor. We, you know what? We still owe uh, no no swear gamer. We still owe him uh, a bad game review, but
0: <laughs> we we'll, we'll have
1: to wait on that for a little bit. You know, we got to kind of
0: we got to play a good game every now. We and need then. a
1: breather. Yeah, after this we need a breather. <laughs> No I mean, this this game almost killed the show, guys. I'm, it did. I'm dead serious. <laughs> no, it, it I went, didn't. But uh, I mean, I, we we took like a month long sabbatical. Been,
0: I went back and looked. playing this game, we we uh we reviewed Dark Castle at the end of April, <laughs> so it's been that long. Like, oh no, sorry guys. People are like,
1: are, are you guys okay? And I'm like, well, I had to move, and the move took a while. It took a lot out of me, but uh.
0: And I'm um, I'm very, I feel very blessed and honored that we haven't lost any patrons. So guys, thanks for that. I was like, oh, someone's gonna delete their money from this. It's just been too long. No, please don't. Thank you. Thank you, guys, <laughs> so that. much we're for sticking on Spotify. around. Hey, we, we recorded the first part of this podcast. We weren't on Spotify. I checked today. We're back on Spotify. So thanks, Spotify, or Spotify.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: so, okay, Sort of Sodan uh, was released in 1990 for the Genesis, and it was released in 1989 for the Amiga, developed by Enterprise Software, which uh, I couldn't find which system they did, but it said they also did a Miss Pac-Man port in Turrican, believe it or not.
1: So. Oh yeah, that the, the, the miss Pac-Man's not too bad, but Turkin is. Do
0: you know what system they did it for? I couldn't find it. I was searching, searching, searching. Uh, this, this Pac-Man on the 2600 is one of my favorite games and I'm like, surely that wasn't it. I, would hope no,
1: not. I, I don't know uh, what port they did uh, because if you try to search for them it's enter it's is it Enterprise?
0: Enterprise like I N N E R.
1: Yeah. Oh, an enterprise, right? Inter, like inner, yeah. Yeah, enterprise, wow. enterprise software. I I can't even think of like other ports they made. It's, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think here, and it it's it's losing me. But I think they uh, they did stuff on the Amiga and uh, on the Sega Genesis. I mean, I I looked them up on Wikipedia as you do, and I see that they did the Miss Pac Man port. For uh, yeah. Okay, and that's a and, one. And, uh, like that uh, That's actually pretty solid. Um, Battle Squadron, which is ported to the Mega Drive, and I don't think it ever came over uh, here. Did it? Wait a minute. No, I, <laughs> I don't remember it coming out here in the States. I could be wrong, but I don't remember playing Battle Squadron. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, I think I think I'm wrong. Anyways, it's a shoot 'em up, and it looked pretty good. Yeah. But we're talking about sort of Sodan. And did you look up the program, the main programmer of this game? Did you look him up?
0: No, I looked at the composer though. But go ahead with the programmer if you. Uh, the that.
1: programmer, uh, whose name shall not remain nameless.
0: <laughs> he who should not be named. Yeah. <laughs> this programmer.
1: Yes. So it's Soren Groenbeck. Um. Uh, Apparently Sort of Sodan was one of the top ten selling games on the Amiga uh, for
0: a time. <laughs> Those uh, are but only, no, 10, only ten games released really for Amiga, so. <laughs>
1: no, wait, what what I read on Moby games at least was that his nickname he, he was a hotshot programmer on the Commodore sixty four nice. and his nickname was Sodan. So and man. that's what led to so this man, game man. Sword of Sodan. and I don't know what Sodan means. but. I don't
0: either, but uh, our listeners had a lot of fun with that on the uh, group. <laughs> and and, and um, good.
1: What, what I find interesting about Sword of Sodan in general, because I don't really have too many memories of it, but I remember games like it. Um, and like the earliest example I can think of is Kung Fu on the NES. And that game's actually ace a little better than this one, but it's the type of game where it's not quite a beat 'em up but there's enemies rushing you on the screen, yeah. the same types of enemies that keep rushing you. And um, the the controls are a lot more responsive in, in that game. Uh, and then I think of uh, China Warrior on, on the TurboGrafx-16 where it's like these giant sprites, but there's just not too much gameplay. There were games like this around that time. And uh, Swear of Sodan when it was released on Amiga, it, it initially it got really good reviews from publications because they weren't really going past the surface level. Yeah. And to them, it was like, Oh, the, you know, great graphics. Look <laughs> at how huge these sprites are. It's like when you see Mortal Kombat for the first time and you see, Oh wow. These, these digitized graphics, this is so lifelike. I, I imagine <laughs> that's what kids, when they'd see the box are and they see, Oh, this is so crazy. It's like Conan, the the barbarian. It's, uh, intense, you know. Look at look the at,
0: blood and the swords, yeah.
1: Yeah, look at the blood and the, the gore. And there is, I will admit, there's one cool scene in this game that happens amid, amidst all yes. of your dying. Um, yeah. and, and I would say that's probably when you encounter a centurion, like the 20 foot tall. I think that's you, one
0: of my achievements but we'll get there in a little bit. Yeah,
1: so, so you kill one of these guys and his head just kind of <laughs> flies off. And uh, there's kind of a trail of blood. It's a pretty cool little animation for for our humble Sega Genesis. And uh, EA actually published quite a few ports of Amiga games. And part of the reason that occurs is because the Amiga and the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive actually share the same CPU, the the Motorola uh, 68000, and so it kind of makes sense that uh, games would be pretty easily ported over. Now, that doesn't mean that they were ported well. There's a lot of hit and miss games, um, especially this one, that we'll keep getting into. But you said you didn't have any memories of this game. Your first time playing it was literally this year.
0: Yeah. Right. yeah. Hey, and to go back to what you said about Battle Squadron, um, I'm looking at the manual for Sword of Sodan. It's actually in an advertisement in the manual. So it probably... Yeah, it definitely came out on the Sega Genesis. So you're... you're yeah, sure? it did. You're, you're right. I played it once, and
1: I just couldn't... I only played it in emulation, so I couldn't remember if it was on the system or not.
0: I'm, I'm, I just took a pic of it. I'm sending it to you. So. There you go. You have it on Facebook now. But yeah, I haven't... I never played this game. Um, It... I, I don't know, like... It looked interesting, but if I'm when I play beat 'em up games, sometimes when I see just side-scrolling ones that don't have more of a, you know, like more of a 3D plane, I guess you call it, uh, I usually steer away from a lot of those. Unless I just hear a lot of good things about it, and heard nothing good about this one, so just never played it. Um, there's a lot of the EA games that I honestly never d- dug into. A lot of them just look kind of generic, to be honest with you. Uh, I've been pleasantly surprised since really digging back into the Genesis library, but. Uh, yeah, we can get into well, I thought about this one later. This game was actually composed by someone named Julian LeFay who did incredible works on Terminator 2029, 20, Wayne Gretzky Hockey 3, and Where's Waldo. Uh, no, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's really incredible works, but there you go. There's some of the... Games, uh, 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 yeah,
1: what's funny is I, I, I heard the original soundtrack on the Amiga, uh, which actually has more music, which I'm surprised like, me. Like, yeah,
0: I heard like no music on this game. but
1: no I know, music. there's like one intro track that's just kind of there. Um and, and, and listeners,
0: I usually play music behind the uh, podcast here. You may not hear me hearing much. I may just have to put like a playthrough of the game where you hear like You might
1: wanna bah. put some of the Amiga tunes in there too. Yeah. I mean you could do that. But yeah, there's a lot
2: of Ugh,
0: uh. <laughs> Sometimes the uh whenever you take like a potion it sounds like a Mario going down a pipe in Super Mario Bros. <laughs>
1: I don't know when you wanted to get into, so we should I'm probably describe around. the, yeah, so we should get into the story and yeah. then describe the gameplay and everything. I,
0: I, I have I, a, I don't know if you do, I have like a little synopsis of the story here, if you don't care if I read it.
1: Uh, I, I do care. care, I'd rather you not. Crap. And let's just dispense with Man. this whole review.
0: It, it's a it's a medieval <laughs> it's a medieval medieval type game right? It's it's medieval times. Yeah, That's yeah. what it is, guys. I got a I got a good story though. Um, why did the king go to the dentist? Speaking of medieval. Oh, why is that? Uh, to get his teeth crowned. <laughs> ah. Oh, so So uh, yeah, sort of. So Dan is <laughs> set in a fictional medieval time. Lordan, Lordan, however you want to say it is a ruler of the northern kingdom. Zorus, an evil necromancer, is in his tower made of human bones, planning to make a second attempt to overthrow Lordan, after his first attempt was defeated by Sodan, the hero, Sodan. Sora studied ancient parchments, where he learned to experiment with long-forgotten spells. His new knowledge enabled him to conjure all kinds of nightmarish creatures, which he sent marching toward Lordan's castle, leaving a path of death and destruction. To protect his twin children, to protect his twin children, son Broden and daughter Sher- Sheridan, Lorden arranged for them to be taken from the castle across the Clo Mountains to the. Farthest kind I think of it's I think it's like Cthulhu. <laughs> I, I just wanted to go. I think it's Cathol. Cathol. After Lorden's defeat and death at Zor's hands, his children were raised by an old, bitter man, who also trained them in the art of sword combat. That's a good martial (laughs) art, sword combat.
1: I mean, if you're going to play a terrible game, you might as well be trained (laughs) by an old, bitter man.
0: Yeah, he teaches the master of uh, kneeling and uh, crotch stabbing. But anyways, before they start (laughs) their journey to defeat Zor's, the old man hands over to them the sword of Sodan. Armed with a sword, they fight their way to the castle Kragamore and face the tyrannical Zorists. After they defeat Zorus, the people accept them as the true rulers and saviors of the land. Spoilers. Spoilers. Jeez. <laughs> I thought it was funny there. Um, I got this from other Games, but he just hands them one sword, so do they just share it? Is
1: that what yeah, I wondered about that, and yeah, I, you know what? I don't it's think turn, they could sis? afford two swords. They were orphans, right?
0: I would think so, yeah.
1: Orphans can't afford swords. No. Not I these ones. The swords of Sodan. Absolutely. I mean, it's not the swords of Sodan. <laughs> I mean, Sword I think that was the planned sequel. There was actually a sequel plan, believe it or not.
0: Is that why this game's only like one player?
1: Yeah, if it was any more players, then suicide rates would go up.
0: I got kind of excited because when you turn on the uh, menu, you're like, number of heroes, seven players at once? But no, you just get 7 lives.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just 7 lives. Yeah, it's 3, 5, or 7, which yes. always bodes well yeah. um, for this type of game. Yeah, You're gonna like, oh, I'm going to have to crank the lives up. I can tell already.
0: It'd be funny if they like threw some weird thing. They're like, 3, 6, and 7 you know, instead of like going odd numbers like that. Make it kind of weird. But maybe that's just me. Anyways, yeah, getting into this game. Um, I think we already mentioned. And I was actually very impressed. I'm going to say one good thing here. The sprites did look good. Um, the characters on the character select screen, uh, where you get to pick, <laughs> yeah, I'll try not to be a pervert about it, but there's, they look good. Um, very detailed, like I said, very huge on the screen. Your sprites going to take up almost half of the screen, um, vertically anyways. And, uh, I don't know, some of the levels are pretty detailed, I'll, I'll give it that. The uh, animations aren't the best, we, we can save that for later, but... Uh, I don't know, what did you think about first glance, Aaron, when you first Yeah, Uh,
1: it's kind of like Rise of the Robots. If you just look at it in screenshots, it's great. It's it's one of the best. Uh, But then when you play the game, the animations are very stiff. Yeah, choppy. It's choppy and it's stiff. And if you compare this port to the Commodore Amiga version, um, thank you. My girlfriend just walked in and gave me a water.
2: How
0: sweet. Thank you. That's awful nice. My wife and dog, um, my wife and dog went to go to bed early because I knew they'd be. Well, my dog would be barking. I did not say they'd be barking. For that. <laughs> Your wife was barking. Is that what no. you said? <laughs> no, honey. That's sorry. a story you haven't told me yet. I know she doesn't listen to this, but sorry, honey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, so.
0: We'll get track
1: so Dan, so Dan, so Dan. Okay, sort of so Dan. Yes, what did I think of the graphics? Um, they were passable. Yeah. At first, you're kind of enamored with the huge sprites and the, the graphics, but then you realize how kind of muddy everything is. There's a lot of brown in this game. Just yeah, kind yeah of, that's true. Uh, brownish hue, and, and there, there's some... Some nice blue skies every now and then, but um, it's it's kind of weak. It's kind of weak when you compare it to other games um, in, in this same sort of high fantasy setting, which you know it's obviously going for like a Conan the Barbarian or Golden Axe type of vibe. I think this, I think the original game might have come out before Golden Axe. I think Golden Axe was '89. And this was... 89 80, for
0: the Amiga, eight. yeah.
1: Was it 89 for the Amiga? Yeah,
0: 90 for the Genesis.
1: Okay. So it would have been around the same time. So I, I don't know which one came out first, but...
0: <laughs> Chicken <or> the egg.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... And if I can, let me just talk about what happened when they ported... Uh, when Enterprise Software ported this game from the Amiga... Because uh, the original was done by Discovery Software. Uh, the graphics look a- similar, but they look a little worse in this port, I would say. They yeah. redrew some of the sprites for the main characters. Some of the enemies look worse overall. Uh, the details gone. And I think the Sega Genesis can pretty much keep up with the Amiga. Uh, it can't. I can't remember. I don't think it can display quite as many colors. But it can keep up uh, as far as detail goes. So this was definitely not the best port. Uh, One thing I noticed, too, is that in the Amiga version, part of it is your spells are mapped to the F1 through F4 keys. And... That would make a lot more sense uh, while you're playing this game, um, because the Amiga, like the Commodore 64, only has a controller with one button. Um, in the original game, you would use up to jump. You would uh, use your fire button to do all sorts of stuff to you know to to jump or to attack, depending if you were holding it or not. And you would be able to use the F1 through F4 keys to you know, use your special shield or uh, hit strength up. But then in the Sega Genesis version, you actually you collect potions after defeating enemies. The only problem is you have to pause the game <laughs> and stop the gameplay to pick a potion. And it's kind of hard to tell what you're doing at first. And you yeah. pick a potion, it kind of goes up and down on the screen. And then you can actually quaff all the potions at once.
0: <laughs> and kill yourself, pretty much.
1: And, and yeah. pretty much kill yourself. But that's <laughs> how I like to play this game. I like to live dangerously. It's yeah, a yeah. that.
0: Dangerous is his middle name, folks. You're, yeah. you're just
1: trying to extend the gameplay to a manageable level. Cause Something like that. It, the problem is, I think people realize after playing this game for about five seconds that it's... What was it in Harry Potter uh, where it was like, you had the emotional width of a teaspoon? It's.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember that, but that sounds cool. Uh,
1: yeah. That's something Hermione says about Ron. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why it made me think of that, but it, was, it just made me think about how uh, shallow this game is. That's cool.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and to the potions thing, it annoys me too, because not only do you have to hit pause you know, select it with A and unpause it, but then you have to hit A again after you do all that just to drink the dumb thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about how the game actually operates, right? Yeah.
0: Bad so thing. you'll have two to three,
1: maybe four enemies that look exactly the same that walk in kind of a duck walk across the screen. Yeah,
0: everyone's walking like they're fencing. Like the whole time, they're, they're, like, they're all Like
1: fencing. they really need to use the bathroom.
0: Yeah, that, that works too.
1: <laughs> and... Yeah, they're, they're walking towards you with that weird gait, and you, you would think in any other hack-and-slash game, they would go down after one hit. You knock yeah. them back, you hit them, uh, and, and they're down. They're gone. But in this game, it takes like five hits at first, and then you, you can power up, and it's a little less, but the range of your sword of so-down is not great. And that's a major problem in this game, where you have multiple attacks, but they do not none of them seem to do any good except for the one where you hold forward and the attack button, and you can knock your enemy back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Or yeah. the uh, crouch and attack. Um, the other know? problem is...
0: That, that was my go-to.
1: <laughs> yeah. The other problem is enemies come from behind. Yeah. So enemies will creep up on you. And I think the only strategy you can do there is you can turn around, but the turning speed is really slow. Yeah,
0: and, the, and the, I uh, maybe I'm doing it by accident, but I feel like the only way you can turn is but you have to hit the attack button kind of the other direction at the same and time. You hold, it,
1: you hold it, and then you can... Yeah, yeah that's annoying. It's, it's weird, and you, and you can jump backwards. I was going to say, I tried
0: jumping go. backwards. That's about the only time jumping really a thing until you, beat uh, those, until you fight uh, the yeah. end boss.
1: <laughs> well, there's also a few sections where you have to jump, like, there's a yeah, yeah. so game kind of goes through different stages which I will give the game credit for having variety in the stage backgrounds but they really don't add much there's a few different enemy types there's these, these centurions that are taller that you have to fight uh, there's the demo dogs <laughs>
2: <laughs> right,
1: the, the the Demogorgon dogs, the the, the flying dogs that you had to fight in this game. <laughs> For some reason, the flying hounds of hell, um, who, yeah, I just I don't I don't like killing them. They sound like like scared puppies, um, but they are annoying.
0: So strike that.
1: I, I take that all back. Um,
0: <laughs> I'll edit that out. No, I'm kidding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> No, they're pretty much like the Medusas in uh, Castlevania Three, but worse. But, yeah, so there's one part of this game where you get to, I think, the, there's, I think, there's eight levels in this game. There's, like, the third level, third or fourth level, where you fight the Centurion, the tall, armored guys. Yeah. And the game tells you, beware of pits. Well, in the Amiga version, it actually talks to you. And there's voice acting... For some of the screens, and the game tells you beware of the pits. And the problem is this game is the pits. (laughs) Yeah, it's trial and error because you don't see the pit when you walk towards it. It's only when you walk over it that you fall. Like the game doesn't actually draw it until you fall into the pit. And so there's this really frustrating section right there. And then also later on where you have to jump onto a raft. That's going through lava. Like, okay, okay. seriously, how do you build a raft that's going to, a wooden raft that's going to withstand lava? I, I've never understood that trope in, in video games. <laughs> how do you fold a river of lava on something made of wood?
0: Maybe it had like it a must... se- secret metal base you can see. I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I would not trust that. Whatever structure you're on to not uh, immediately sink when you jump on it <laughs> and burn off your foot.
0: <laughs> How about that death animation because I'm playing it right now and I'm seeing myself die a lot. You just kind of fall to the ground and two streams, blood. Yeah, two streams of blood are coming out of your stomach even though you may have got hit in the head. Yeah that's, kind of cool.
1: yeah, that's another thing that Look better. There's a lot of things that look better on the Amiga, sadly, and, and the fact that The Amiga version, it's weird that it doesn't have music on every stage, but at least it has music every other stage. This one has no music, and you're just stuck with sound effects the whole game. (laughs) Just kind of backwards, because usually when you play a computer game from that time, you'd have an intro tune, and then you play the game, and it's just sound effects, whereas it's backwards. This one is, you play the game, and there's no music, and it's just sound, and there's no gameplay to kind of say, oh, well, that's okay, you know. Yeah.
0: And like I've griped many times on the show before, like, th- there's no feedback when you're hitting a guy. Like, I, I want like a-, a nice sound or some kind of a hit detection. Sound yeah. Or cause something. So, so, so
1: back. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah. some of the games did that so well before we had these fancy rumble packs and these, these you know, these force rumble things that are in our controllers nowadays, and this one does not do it. and I, I watched a video. I never got to the end, but I watched a video of a guy facing the last boss, and I'm like, is he even hitting that guy? What the what hell what the is going on? So, it's just kind of...
1: So, and answer, answer this, because there's only really like one, maybe two bosses. The end yeah, of the game, yeah. I never got to the end of this game, but when I was watching a video, is the last boss really Jabba the Hut?
0: It looks like it, and then the, the wizard comes out of nowhere, and it's pretty much just the end of the game.
1: Do you actually fight the wizard? I saw in the Amiga version you fight the wizard. Yeah,
0: like I, I it looked like the wizard got hit like once when I was watching it. No.
1: <laughs> Maybe the, he just went down so fast yeah. that he didn't notice.
0: Because I, I saw someone play through this game in like twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah, it's a, a twenty-minute playthrough. Which, was, yeah, if I you play this game, the average person plays this game, you will definitely not beat it in twenty yeah. minutes. It's it was, that's really hard.
0: Something else I wrote down and it's annoying me right now is, is the health bar. It's like backwards. Like it, it goes, yeah. it fills up, it looks empty, and then it fills up when you're about to die, which is kind of weird. Uh, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Did you notice that? Am I the only one that's annoyed by that?
1: <laughs> no, I I completely agree because I think of like a uh, Mega Man. Yeah,
0: it like yeah, exactly
1: Mega Man. But what, what's interesting is the Amiga version has a different health bar also. I think it's orbs. Orbs. So. i have some orbs. That'd be fine. Yeah, I'll take some orbs over this.
0: My favorite health bar ever was always the Diablo games where I had like a bowl of mana. <laughs> or a, yeah, of, of the, a yeah, bowl. Right. That's what yeah, I was like.
1: about. Know, gonna go, uh. I shouldn't say that. I was gonna say, I'm gonna go smoke a bowl of mana.
0: <laughs> family friendly. <laughs> no, family
1: friendly, guys. <laughs> a family friendly bowl of mana. A family
0: friendly bowl. <laughs> mana, is that what they're calling it nowadays? Mana, yes. Mana, Juana. No,
1: <laughs> it's like, oh. you know uh, okay, so th- there's like the secret of Mana, right? Or secret yeah. of, um, and, and then there's a band called Mana. Mana. And so there's like the secret of Mana. <laughs> and then there's Mana, like in the Bible, because it's M A N N A. And then that's literally bread. So it's like the <laughs> secret of bread. <laughs> Don't ask me why I thought of that. But yes, oh, that game should be called The Secret of Bread.
0: Secret of Bread. <laughs> well, I just died by the zombies. I can't get past the zombie level. The
1: zombie level looks easy when I watch a video of it. Nah. But I have never made it that far.
0: That's seven lives with... Uh, that's
1: coming with... from someone who has beaten Dark Castle. Another EA port.
0: Yeah, I'm impressed by that. You've also beaten... Uh... Spelunky. Is it Spelunky or Splunker? Spelunker. Spelunker. Spelunky is a new related game. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. got the two confused quite a bit because they're named.
0: The yeah, but you beat that. The only only impressive thing I ever did is I can beat Contra with no continues, no cheats. So, but yeah, I'm not going to brag. Yeah, I just made number one on on <laughs> Hall of Fame. <Yeah. laughs>
1: on a you know, Sega Genesis podcast, <laughs> bragging about beating an NES game. Great job, Nick. I'm
0: sorry. But but I'm five to I the made, face. I made number one <laughs> Hall of Fame there. Yes. Seventy-six thousand points. Yeah, that's awesome. How about that? No. <laughs> but the yeah, policy. so good stuff there. Um, I, and I really didn't have any strategy. Um, the crotch stab only works so long. Um, <laughs> yeah. should, that sounds awful. I shouldn't say that.
1: Uh, Sorry. Yeah. The uh, the <laughs> bottom quarters.
0: Yeah. The low attack. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. It only works so long and. Like you mentioned, when, when enemies are coming behind you, it's really hard to, to redirect your attacks or jump behind them. And then that second stage, man, where the, the spikes are coming up, did you ever like get through that without getting hit? Because I sure no, didn't. okay, no,
1: and and that's different than the Amiga version. Also, it's designed a little bit differently. It's designed for maximum pain. Maximum. Pain. One thing we didn't mention was uh, I I would say if they would have put more effort into the gameplay like they did the, the cool little scrolls that you read between stages and the map, I I think the game would have been that much better. Yeah. Because I thought that was cool. No, the presentation I also,
0: was cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought
1: the presentation was there. It, it's just like they didn't quite get to the finish line. They're like, you know what? I think we're done. And the game tester fell asleep, and and they released it. Like, yeah, this game's done. This is a passable game. (laughs) I'm sure EA moved some units because it looked good in screenshots. People
0: were like, yeah, hack and slash. And, dude, the cover of the game looks awesome. I mean, it looks like stinking Fabio floating in the sky, killing some goblin-looking things with a very interesting woman design the side of me. I won't go any further than that. <laughs> and uh, the funny thing is, you know, Sword of Sodan, the sword's going through the word sword. Um, but they did a really bad job of like uh, saying who developed it. Like a tiny, tiny word that says by B-Y and then like four inches under that it says Enterprise. It's like very spaced out and then it says four and about four inches below that, 16-bit. And that, 16-bit okay. mega power. That's it. It just says four bit." <laughs> I'm like okay that's interesting but right. in the back of it's pretty cool like the the top quarter of the uh, of the covers it's it's in red blood revenge is best written in blood and it says fly or die dodge the rising spikes sweep the streets with sword of fire heads will roll ro- heads will rock and roll that's my favorite slice and dice the infinite zombies there you go it features seven challenging levels of terror and mayhem bloodthirsty bloodthirsty foes. <laughs> Digitize sound effects. (laughs) Collect magic potions and learn spells. Dual role-playing. That's funny. Dual
1: role-playing. That's funny. I don't know where that... Maybe the fact that you can level up your attack a little bit. That's about all I can think.
0: (laughs) The last bullet point says, three-level background and graphics for 3D action. Yeah, that's interesting. I was lucky enough to grab the uh, complete in box version, which I forgot to mention if you want to buy this piece of crap uh you can get it oh, sorry. <laughs> you can get it for, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. you can get it for seven nine seven dollars and nine cents loose or uh make the worst decision in your life like I did I spent about twenty dollars on the complete and box version, which is going for about seventeen dollars and twenty five cents so. yeah wow, sorry
1: <laughs> and I feel like human garbage now I know. This here's, game, it's, uh, whew, it washes over
0: you. Here's a little change of pace. Uh, hey, how do you send a message in the forest? I don't know. By Moss Code.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: I'm laughing on the outside but crying on the inside.
0: I'm here all night, folks. All right. So what else do we got here? Uh, sound. Um, I made a funny...
1: Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Why was Sir Lancelot always tired? What? He worked the night shift.
0: <laughs> like the I get it. Yes.
1: <laughs> Indeed.
0: Uh, we had a. This is way off topic. We uh, our church is doing a Star Wars theme vacation Bible school, which is pretty cool. So we were in the float, uh, Fourth of July float, kind of promoting it. And uh, one of my friends uh, brought this little tiny dirt bike that his kids have. It's tiny. He made like a, uh, uh, like a, a speeder out of it. And he dressed in full on uh, stormtrooper. Um, Outfit, and you got to realize up here I was like 101 degrees when it happened, and uh, my, my wife's sitting there for forever. And she's like, "Man, he's he's really doing a great job. He was really putting it on the line out there." And I'm like, "Yeah, man." I said, uh, "He's a real trooper," <laughs> and, and then I got booed for that. Oh, so. <laughs> uh,
1: boo words! They're saying <laughs> boo Sorry.
0: Long story, but uh, yeah. So me and my buddy Ryan, who was on the NES podcast, actually built a. Mo' Ryan. Yeah, Mo' Ryan He actually built a pretty nice-sized uh, X-Wing, and we're going to we put it on the float, and then we just now moved it into the church, and we're getting ready to mount a uh, computer monitor onto it. I bought a flight stick, and I think I was asking you about that the other day, Aaron, like, what are the best flight games for Star Wars? I got Rebel Assault 2, so we're going to do, like, high-score contests for the kids, like a simulated X-Wing. Uh, um, well, the Rebel Assault 2, I think they were flying the Falcon. Anyways, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's going to be pretty cool.
1: I think uh, Rebel salts were really easy for kids to play because it's on rails most of the time. Yeah,
0: yeah. And the first level was like a straight up like here's three lives. You're on rails. Let's and I'm gonna, We're going to do like a high score contest and give the top kids like a prize or something. So. And then
1: the other idea too, I guess, was uh, I'm surprised they never released it on home consoles, but there's Star Wars Trilogy. Yeah. Probably could have ported that to something like Dreamcast or
2: PS2.
0: I had Rebel Assault 2 on the Playstation and I played that a lot.
2: Yeah.
1: Played that and Dark Forces. Dark
0: Forces, yes. yes. Classic. Um, And you probably played that awesome fighting game that they came out with too, right? (laughs) No. (laughs) I played the demo and I tried. tried It
1: was just all the characters moved like they were rejects from sort of Sodan.
0: I remember when I had the Dreamcast, I, I convinced myself that Star Wars Demolition was a good game. It's like the twist, the twisted metal uh, clone that they used. Remember
1: when they made Star Wars games for just about any oh, genre, it was, yeah. like, oh, here's Star Wars. Uh... Baseball game. <laughs> no, that would make sense. No, it was, it was a Star Wars kart racer.
0: <laughs> yeah, that it was, was kind of fun. Like, uh, the pod racing <laughs> game, yeah, it was yeah. a
1: totally different game.
0: Yeah, the pod racing games are actually kind of fun. I enjoy It was
1: really good, yeah. <laughs>
0: A lot of Dave and Buster's, uh, and Sega actually makes the uh, the uh, pods for them. The Dave and Buster's have the actual like controls, like you're controlling a pod with the two uh, the two handles that kind of go up to accelerate, and you pull back on the turn. It's pretty cool. Have you ever, guys ever go to Dave and Buster's? The second
1: played the uh, the new Star Wars game. Oh, that but, was But uh, I've heard it's a lot like Sword of Sodan. Oh, yeah, sure, Sword it's of Sodan. A... <laughs>
2: no.
1: You like my, my segue there. I like it. Back Get us the, back on track, buddy. Get us back uh, on track. Yeah. It's so immersive and lifelike.
0: Oh, Trevor, we're going to kill you, buddy. Not kidding.
1: <laughs> well, uh, something I, I didn't mention was that uh, some indie developer had the great idea of basically <laughs> remaking this game.
0: That was awful, man. <laughs> Calling it.
1: What's funny is it looks like it plays a lot better than this game, but it's called Age of Barbarian, and it's a pretty recent release in the last two years or so. And it it looks like it plays kind of like Sword of Sodan, but a little more involved, but it's clear where the inspiration is from, which is this game, because you can play as a male and female protagonist. Uh, The big difference is it's a lot more like uh, Conan uh, the Barbarian, and uh, Everybody is scantily clad the men the women uh, The, the enemies. enemies yeah, no one no one wears any clothes in that game. So uh, yeah, if you check it out just just be aware what, what you're getting yourself into So I I never thought someone would make a, there was a sequel plan to this game that never got released I, I never thought that anyone would actually say this game define my childhood, and I need to make a game a lot like it.
0: Hey, there is a, you know, Shaq Fu had a had a sequel that just came out here recently.
1: That, I mean, might have to do a Patreon episode on that, but I've also heard that it is kind of like the Bubsy uh, game that came out. It's pretty generic.
0: Yeah, I've played a little bit of it, but haven't dug in too much. It was, it was actually a free download on them. <laughs> on the, uh, uh, Nintendo eShop for a few days, so I went ahead and downloaded it. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll be fun to cover for Patreon. <laughs> we should do that. That'd be a quick one we could do. Yeah, so. a quick one. Yeah. I think we could uh, in
1: about fifteen minutes. Yeah, I can, play it on,
0: <laughs> I can play it on my Switch, so that makes it even better. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. So we talked about some of the gameplay. Let's see. Any? All- about- I don't,
1: I don't. I mean, somehow, we stretched our Dark Castle episode out and we had this game I really I could talk about how the developer worked on another game uh, that was better (laughs) but even was kind of a clone of um, a clone of a clone it was a drop zone which was a bit like uh, Defender he'd worked on this uh, this other game but um, after the Amiga he really didn't work on other games. Like this was Sword Sodan did pretty well on the Amiga, obviously enough to get ported to a few different places. But um yeah, after this he what I read from Moby Games was that he became a web developer and that was
0: back good
1: in two thousand six. So good for you. He, he got out.
0: He got out. <laughs> nice. Uh, I do want to bring up one thing on the music. I did take a note down. It must have been on the intro because I can't remember it. But I wrote "Dying Cats Everywhere." So that oh yeah, definitely it's some the dying cat
1: sound. And as uh, yeah, yeah, and, and that's the unfortunate thing. As as I mean, I guess I can say I'm a Sega Genesis composer myself. Yeah, you are uh,
0: very good one, if I might say so. Good
1: I job. appreciate it. Um, good job. Good job, sir. So, wh- what I have to say is that. Different composers worked on EA games and I don't ever think it's the fault of the composer. It's the fault of the sound system that they used, whatever they used to program the sounds for the internal EA teams, if that was gems, I don't recall. But they it's like they all use the same stock FM sounds. And there's kind of that wow 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 sound to it. And like you said, the dying cat sound. Uh, it, and it's just not very nice. And, and it's part of the reason people say, oh, the SNES has so much better audio. It's because of games like this. <laughs> That's why it gives, gives the Sega a bad name.
0: Yeah. Like Road Rash was a good game, but it had that awful noise a lot for their music. Great, great songs, but that sound just got on my nerves. But I talked about that a whole bunch on this, game, this whole podcast, so get back and listen to those gems of a podcast. It's not
1: dying cats in this game. It's actually dying dogs. Thank you very much. Dying
0: dogs. Yeah. <laughs> demon hounds. Dogs. hounds, hounds yeah.
1: De- demon dogs.
0: Hellhounds. Yeah. <laughs> Flying
1: hellhounds for some reason with uh, laser
0: eyes. And and one more thing about the boss. So the boss is you know, the, the main bad guy in the game. Is supposedly a necromancer. What, did he just turn into that big Job of the Hut thing? Is that what? Because usually necromancers bring things tell. back from the dead, it's right? not
1: very clear what's yeah. going on. I know he had magic powers.
0: Hmm. I really wasn't sure what a necromancer was until I played Diablo 2 back in the day. <laughs> That's sad. You
1: know, you know what's weird? Um, I played through a good part of the first Diablo. Never played the second one, ever. Oh, man. And second second I one's keep probably my favorite. Like second is a favorite of many people, and a lot of people really like uh, Diablo 3, especially Very with good. the expansions and changes to the game.
0: Ooh, they teased that for uh, Nintendo Switch. Sorry to cut you off, but uh, they <laughs> Blizzard did a little promo where they stuck a Diablo-looking uh, nightlight uh, next to a light switch, and they just switched it on and off, and added like, a little Switch logo. Like, oh, that's awesome. That they, is awesome. If they put that game on the Switch, I'll probably never put that. Oh game on. yeah,
1: you'd, you'd never leave the house. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or if I did, I'd be playing it on the Switch. So
1: damn on the Switch, oh. you'd always be out of the house. And yeah. Anyway, sorry. Game skin.
0: I totally interrupted you there. What were you saying about the uh, Diablo Two?
1: Um, I was just saying that. Um, I hate your face, and <laughs> I don't know why you keep interrupting me. I'm oh. kind of getting upset here. <laughs> I think it's this game. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, uh, I always wanted to play Diablo 2. I've heard it's a huge huge sync, huge time sync, but it's really good and that uh, the developers of Diablo 2 actually didn't work on Diablo 3. A lot of them went on to form a team that worked on Torchlight, the Torchlight series, which is pretty solid. Yeah, yeah.
0: Excellent. That that definitely has it.
1: Those are definitely more, I would say, more kid-friendly. Yeah, they um, are. If you're going Kids into that type of gameplay. Those ones, I kind of want to see if my daughter would play that with me because it's co-op.
0: Yeah, it's got that style. Like if you play it on the PC, of course, it's got that old Diablo style where you're basically like, "Well, oh, there's an enemy. I'm gonna hover my mouse over him. I'm gonna click it until it dies." Which, yeah, I think that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hold my finger over the one button That's you know, a solo play it, like a barbarian, but, but you can set your, uh, you can have like quick spots for all your uh, potions, one through whatever, and did, hit did one. You ever-
1: did you ever play the first Diablo on PlayStation?
0: Yeah, it was. Okay.
1: That was pretty interesting. It wasn't uh, too bad. They kind of had to like um, the frame rates, not the best, but it's pretty interesting that that whole game made it onto the PlayStation, and you could I play know. co-op on the same screen, which is pretty cool.
0: Or like the fact that StarCraft came to Nintendo 64. <laughs> oh,
1: I never, I never, never played that.
0: It, version. it it wasn't the best, but it was StarCraft on a home console. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, yeah, Only
1: home was, console, yeah, yeah. It was nice. It
0: was pretty. It was pretty interesting. I'm a, I'm a Blizzard fan. I'm not like I'm not even big on you know real time strategies, but I'll play. That I'll play StarCraft.
1: To, uh, cover Lost Vikings soon, I would, or I would love to. Maybe we'll cover. Uh... Oh yeah, our, our pal Steve Michael. Uh,
0: yeah. The, we get, we, he runs the Retro Game of the yes. Month Club and on I'll, Facebook.
1: up. And I'm going uh, to put that link. i yeah. uh, One of his recent games, because people vote on the games, one of the recent games was Lost Vikings. And uh, you guys need to join the group because there's too many Nintendo fans, Nintendo fanboys right. that pick Nintendo games over Sega games when they get brought up.
0: Yep. And Steve we uh, will we'll make a deal here. Um the first time you do a, a full-on Sega Genesis game, we'll have you on the show. And we'll try to do like a dual cover. How about that? We gotta do something like that. Help, oh, help promote so we, We've got another, a lot of we, we, we got a lot of people to get on the show, don't we? <laughs> we,
1: we do. Uh, people are banging at the door as we speak.
0: Oh wow! Where did that yeah. Who's, hey, there? who's there? <laughs> well,
1: no one wants to join this show, but maybe another. <laughs> i would love to join a show where we talk about a good game. Speaking of good games, we should do a Patreon episode about Blackthorn on the 32X, which is probably the best 32X game overall, if not one of the best, discounting the arcade ports of like Afterburner and uh, (laughs) Retro Racing. It's one of the more solid games on the system.
0: I need to check that out. I always like that game.
1: So SMS, which uh, if you don't know, is actually an an acronym for Save Our Stations and also Sword of Sodan. Um, So when you were a kid, did you ever flash your light on and off and uh, reenact this famous phrase? Did you know that when people were doing that, they were actually saying Sword of Sodan? Like they just played the game (laughs) and they were trying to signal to... Uh you know, they were on their ship and they're trying to signal to someone in the lighthouse that I just played sort of sodan, I need help, I need you to guide me to shore. That's what it was for.
0: I hundred percent believe that. That's the best explanation I've heard.
1: Yep. <laughs> it makes total sense. It I does. would never you I never never lied in my life.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Alright. Well, I don't have any more notes. My next. Thing I don't. I just have uh, achievements. <laughs> yes, retrofitted achievements. <laughs> but before that, I guess we have listener feedback, right? After that, we have listener feedback. It's I been, can't even been, get the, of the show long. right. It's, it's been so
1: long. I can't even. Well, it's not like I'm looking at notes. It, nah. Nick controls the notes, and he has them all on his head.
0: Yeah, well, I got a cheat sheet here with a Microsoft Word document. I, it's like
1: a walking encyclopedia. Nick, is like a walking Excel spreadsheet.
0: That's right. I should, like, offer, like, any listener who uh, sends us an email at uh, GenesisGemsPodcast at gmail.com. I will print one of our show notes out, and I will sign it. <laughs> Not yes. that it's worth anything, But at least you can see the cool show notes and see where I write down the jokes ahead of time. Oh, anyways.
2: The Genesis
1: Gems Retrofitted Achievements.
0: Retrofitted Achievements, Aaron. I got two. How many Ooh, you got? I've got, like...
1: I have to look at my uh, my phone real quick because I was writing them down, and it just they flowed like water. It was amazing.
0: Flowed like water. Yes. Sounds like you snailed it.
1: I totally snailed it. All right, so you, why don't you go ahead and fir- first, and then uh, I'll uh, we'll we'll alternate.
0: Speaking of snailing it, listeners, I don't know if this is a hint, but Rob Luther contacted me the other day and asked me, "Hey, what are the up gaming upcoming games you are playing?" Could that mean something? I don't know. That's a teaser. Anyways, two retrofitted achievements for me. Um, my first one is bad bartender, and that's uh, mixing all the potions together and getting hurt. Nice. And then uh, my last one, I'll just go ahead and get it all the way. Uh, this is a nice little um, homage to another Sega game, uh, decap attack, and that's uh, decap decapitating one of the uh, centurions or giants, whatever they are. So there you go. Two retrofitted achievements. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> talk. Two retrofitted achievements for me.
1: Nice. Okay, so I've got several here. And I have to do them with an accent. <laughs> you are tearing me apart, Lisa! And that's um, losing a life. Um, I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. And that's uh, beat the first stage without getting hit. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the next one is nice doggy, and that's uh, defeat the flying death dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, this next one is, I'm so happy I have you as my best friend, and I love Lisa so much. And that's uh beating the game. And then the final one is uh. Leave your stupid comments in your pocket. And these are all quotes from a movie, and, and hopefully you know what movie it is. If you not, if you don't, I, well, I I'm sorry. That, uh, that
0: last one was that like a Napoleon thing?
1: No, this is actually. They're all quotes from The Room, oh, the Tony So movie, which uh, I was thinking about
0: Napoleon and the tots in the <laughs> I'm I'm starving.
1: Yeah, so if, if you know, of course, there was a James Franco movie. I still haven't seen it, but there was a movie called The Disaster Artist uh, that was about the making of The Room oh, and wonderful. Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a pretty funny movie. And yeah, these quotes come directly from that movie, which you, if you haven't seen The Room, it's one of the uh, worst, best movies of your life. And, and so that final achievement... I just love that that quote. Le- leave your stupid comments in your pocket. Like this guy, he says it with a straight face. Uh, his his best friend Mark, and that's playing the game without shouting at the screen.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's hard. my final
1: final achievement, guys.
0: That's
1: now hard. this is not one of the worst best games. This is one of the worst worst games. No,
0: absolutely. <laughs> I guess we can get on to that with our next big question. Is this game sort of so, Dan? Is it a gym? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? Well, when you go to MobyGames.com, where we get a lot of our information from, thanks, guys, uh, they gave this, it's a critic score, uh, overall 32 out of 100. No. Um, well, yeah, one notable review comes from Sega16.com and it says. A pitiful game with few ups and far too many downs. But honestly, this game is so pathetic that it's completely worth buying. This is worth the $2.99 you're likely to pay for it. If you own a Genesis, you must play this game. You're sure to get plenty of last from it. (laughs) Now, okay,
1: wait. Okay, so let's go ahead and juxtaposition that with the original Amiga reviews, which... uh, we have one from, let's see, Computer and Video Games, 1989, April 1989. I was well pleased with Sword of Sodan. AUI, Volume 2, Number 10, in October 88. So this game did come out in 88. If you buy one Amiga action game this year, this has got to be it. Wow. If you're looking for a big game, they don't come any more impressive than this. That's an 83% from Commodore user Amiga64. And then, uh, yeah, the rest are kind of. Once it got re-released, people kind of realized, oh, yeah, this game is kind of a turd. (laughs) But, yes, sorry. Sorry to interrupt there.
0: No problem. I like it. So, listeners, what do you guys think? You can always uh, let us know what you think by joining our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash And the first comment on this one comes from Trevor Franklin. Trevor says, as the one who submitted this for voting, I never imagined it would win. I would like to thank the Genesis Gems and Richard Bliss community for making this dream a reality. As we pointed out in our review, the game is a dumpster fire, but in the kind of way that makes you want to share it with people and podcasts you love. Please don't hate me. I love you so damn much. (laughs) I love the jokes. Uh, Andrew Cohen says, This just goes to show that a groundswell of support from the masses can do incredible things. Of course, this game is garbage, but sometimes playing terrible games can be fun if you know others are suffering alongside you. Hopefully, lots of gemsters get to enjoy this game. Uh, Andrew and Trevor, you guys are the whole reason that we uh, took so long to release this episode. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Just Uh, Christopher Kellogg says, Jim, in every sense of the word. The graphics are top-notch. Sound? What can I say about the sound? I honestly don't know. <laughs> Gameplay, <laughs> wow. Just wow. You guys picked a winner. Thanks for coming to this amazing work of art. I must C- Can we Jess
1: just... Flowers. We're going to place a moratorium on EA games for the rest of the year is what we're going to do. <laughs> oh, you think I'm kidding, guys, but it's going to happen.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, not all EA games
1: are bad, but man.
0: Yeah, it's been a interesting interesting track, track yes. record yes uh this is funny joe f spiro if i'm saying that right says hashtag brodan
1: i think it's spyro actually
0: spyro Spiro yeah. the dragon cool yeah joe the dragon all right uh blake Warrell just posted that picture of a chimpanzee with his hand over his face that's funny uh <laughs> brian jellison says stinky hot garbage but at least the box box art looks cool i agree with you there brian Nick DeMarco says, Only the pinnacle of what the Sega Genesis was capable of. I mean, (laughs) Nintendo don't make games like this after all. That's real funny. Matt Daly has a thumbs down emoticon, so cool. (laughs) Keith Jones says, I've been playing this for two days straight and have concluded at the gym. The way it has all the teams with most of the players pulling off huge dunks is awesome. It even has a commentator. The music is really catchy. And wait a minute, did you say sort of so (laughs) damn? Good one. Gabe, I like it. Uh,
1: now, Gabe, sword is so dunk.
0: <laughs> Gabe Pankilder says, I haven't played this since I was a teen. And I didn't think it was that bad back then. Maybe I gotta go see if it still holds up today. Uh, Gabe, let us know what you think. Um, it'd be interesting to see if you thought it holds up. Uh, let's see, Liam Piper says this game is so damn garbage that, that I never want to play it again awful controls, awful graphics, literally no music, and so damn bad it is laughable, and it looks like he uh, Liam Piper actually does a uh, blog, and he did a Liam's Game Room on this number 82 for his Game Room, go check that out it's LiamPiperBlog.wordpress.com so he did a little cover of his own uh, Timmy Max says total garbage, though the voting was some of the most exciting to date uh, Josh Dykman says I never got a chance to play it Other than through emulation But it was garbage The reviews I had read about the game Mostly said that as well Jim Jones says Sometimes I look back And wonder about my childhood First time I plugged in a new console Found an amazing game That you just think about 24-7 Then this happens Garbage How much can you buy Heavy Nova these days? <laughs> oh um, man Yeah that was funny Douglas DeLucky Jr. says "Um, It has a sword in it I voted for it Purely for Trevor and Johnny Thanks, <laughs> Douglas.
1: Yes, every game that has a sword in it is automatically yeah,
0: a game. Big story, yeah. <laughs> Barnaby Jones says, rubbish. Uh, Ito Roma says, I had this game growing up. I got two words for it. It sucks. Ah. <laughs> Joseph Garris says, It's got current day EA written all over it. Garbage. <laughs> uh, Jared Adams says, sort of slow down. Aaron Hickman, episode 70. <laughs> Yes,
1: I think I did say that. You did. That's awesome. I did.
0: Gabe <laughs> uh, Young Gilder says, love that, responding to Jared. Uh, Sean Robinson, this is good. He says, four out of ten, not enough clothes. Uh, <laughs> quoted from IGN. <laughs> I'm sure that's not true, but that's awesome. Uh, Chris Vanderhoff says, sort of sodomy. <laughs> Never played it or heard of it, but judging by what the rest of the gymsters are saying, I'm guessing garbage. Uh, one more here, guys. Uh James Knight said, I would rather watch a second coat of paint dry than play this monstrosity of a game again. I'd call it garbage, but that would be giving garbage a bad name. Um, And big shout-out to James Knight. He actually lives in West Virginia. Uh, Pretty cool. So he and I uh, share the love for the hot dogs with sauce. So James, enjoy a hot dog while you listen to the show, and uh, appreciate your support, buddy alright that does it for the feedback I believe it's a final verdict I'm not gonna talk too much about this Uh, the listeners believe it's garbage I believe it's garbage I think I've already said it a few times without using the word garbage I've kind of spoiled it Uh, it's just kind of unplayable guys Um, I tried playing it again I turned it off I resorted to watching videos on it Um, I had more fun watching people make fun of it than I did playing it so you know that's not a good sign Controls just aren't good. Um, There's no hit detection, in my opinion. No bosses really. the vary the stages. Um, Graphics look cool. I'll give it that. But there's no good music. Sound effects are kind of blah. Yeah, and I don't really have anything I'll say about that. How about you,
1: Aaron? and cheese. (laughs) Barf. (laughs) (laughs) This game is a. I mean, yeah. It it's it's a a game. It's a hot mess. Like I, I, was trying to come up with words to describe it, and nothing was really coming to my mind, other than shallow, and it's kind of like when you know, if you went on a date with someone, it would be the first and last date. There would be more, no more dates after this meeting, because it, it, it's, it's the worst. The impression, at first, you're like, oh yeah, you know, it's like, I guess if, if uh, you went on a date with someone on Tinder and 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 they look great in their profile picture. It's it's a catfish game, is what I'm trying to say. Once you get on the date with this game, because uh, you're dating a Sega Genesis game now for some reason, you realize that they have a lot more flaws than you initially thought. So that's that's all I have to say about this game. It's a it's a so catfish game.
0: Which way did you swipe? <laughs> if it were Tinder.
1: <laughs> I swipe left. Which I'm Sorry. not really sure. I've
0: never been on Tinder. I don't know. I don't know which way. <laughs>
1: Sorry. went on two dates.
0: <laughs>
1: Found my girlfriend now, but not through, t- not through Tinder. Thankfully, so you that's why right. she's still with me. So you swipe, you swipe. No, oh, right. I'm just kidding. I'm sure people have had happy, successful, uh, relationships through Tinder. I'm just not one of them.
0: Honey, I swipe right. I promise.
1: <laughs> I swipe right. I swear.
0: Awesome. Well, no
1: if you swipe right, you, you it connects the conversation. So, um, yeah. Th- th- all I was trying to say was this, in a roundabout way, was this game is is pure garbage. So that's you that's all I was trying to say. Gar-
0: garbage, eye. Right, yes. Uh, I think you mean basura. Basura. Well, I'm laying the gavel down on this and calling this game garbage.
1: Can we get the uh, Law and Order sound effect? Dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jim, Can we Jim. just get that in here? Just
0: yo, yo, yes. do like a uh, chip tune version of it somehow. <laughs>
1: I, I'm just going to have to do a chiptune version of the Law & Order theme. <laughs> it will happen, and then maybe we can put it in the show somehow.
0: I, I think that's a wonderful idea.
1: <laughs> I think people, listeners, tell tell me if you'd get behind that idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. We should do that. All right, man. I got the ranking up here. Yes. It's definitely uh, going to be towards the bottom.
1: Uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be just above Chevy Nova. Yeah. Uh-
0: Wow, read my mind because I actually enjoy playing Last Action Hero a little bit better.
1: Yeah, Last Action Hero. You know, at least the. Uh, well, I can't remember anything about that game either. Um, it had a driving scene.
0: Had a really cool spin kick. I enjoyed using that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the recap. Our ranking now. Uh, we'll start at like. Uh, we ranked Techno Cop at 65 as garbage. Last Action Hero 66. Uh, sort of Sudan, Sudan is now the new 67, which pushes Heavy Nova down to 68 of all the games we have covered on this show, so it is garbage on the ranking list, and we are done with talking about this game for now. <laughs> so,
1: we are done. We're
0: done. I like this whole splitting the podcast up. We got done close, to, close to an hour here, so that's cool, for the second segment. Yeah. So... um and real quick i forgot to mention this i'm gonna try to start doing this more um i've been posting to twitter more often on my personal account just kind of like games i'm playing uh i've been posting from uh, nintendo switch so if anyone would like to follow me personally on twitter and i'm trying to get the gems more active as well twitter's one of those social networks i've really never got into till here recently but uh you can follow me on twitter at wv nick um uh, west virginia nick whatever and of course we are at gen gems on there again i'm gonna try to start posting more on there but uh it's just something cool I can post quick from the Switch, kind of show y'all what I'm playing, if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Uh, if not, don't worry about it. Don't follow me. Uh, nothing political, nothing religious on my Twitter account, I promise. Uh, so you that.
1: And you can always follow my Twitter as well. I usually post uh, new Sega Genesis music and yeah. works in progress. and It's usually music-related and video game stuff, retro gaming, that sort of thing, and that's DIA Gamblik, and that's D-I-A-G-A-M-B-L-I-C awesome. you just look look that up or look up Aaron Hickman on Twitter you'll you'll find me
0: now I'm, I'm going to start putting our personal Twitter handles if you don't care Aaron on the show oh as well. yeah absolutely so I, I don't a mind pause. at all
1: uh, one thing I wanted to mention before we wrap up the show uh, was that an album I was on that got released on a physical Sega Genesis cartridge YM 2017 was actually just released on vinyl oh, that's so hilarious. you can get a vinyl copy of this album and it has even more tracks than the sega genesis album it has i think 21 tracks versus i think the nine or 11 tracks of the, the sega genesis card so it's also on bandcamp if you want to sample it for free uh or buy it digitally but yeah there are vinyl copies and i think there's going to be a tape release as well so if you like vinyl and tape there you go <laughs>
0: I'm not sure i find a tape player anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a portable Sony Walkman. It's yellow. It's great. Oh, that's cool. I know the, the radio station I still work a few hours a week at, they had a uh, tape player hooked up where you could actually, you know, you could kind of play it through the system and record it into, like, Cool Edit Pro, uh, but that's no longer there. I don't know what they do with it. So. Shame. Shame, shame. But, you know. Shame, shame. Perks of working there. You can have some cool stuff like that. All right, guys. Well, anyways, make sure you go check us out on the web, GenesisGemsPodcast.com. Uh, all the Facebook links we talked about, Facebook.com slash GenesisGemsPodcast, Facebook.com slash group slash GenesisGems, where you're going to get most of the interaction with us. We do appreciate you guys being patient with us. So sorry for that. Uh, and patrons, guys, we have a couple shows coming up. We missed June. We're going to make up for that. So hopefully July we'll have two episodes. Um, so stay tuned for that we really appreciate that we've got some very generous givers who have given here uh, higher tiers lately so we really appreciate it as well and a big shout out to joseph garris for uh, upping his pledge to the top tier appreciate that man that was unnecessary but we really appreciate you doing that really really do so uh, some of these guys that need to get on the show i know like jared adams yeah uh, we owe him a couple guest spots on the show uh, joseph as well so you guys who uh, are at those tiers please remind us um like i said this is we're, we're we're busy dudes so sometimes we just need a hey you're supposed to let me on the show i will not be offended at all reach out to me i will be like oh yeah let's get you on a show really, really and
1: get me and give me a gentle tap because um, i i get wrapped up in so many musical projects yeah. um that i just i lose track of things and i i apologize for our, our patreon listeners that have gotten that tier where I actually owe them a piece of music um, Please remind me what what you would like because I I do much better with having um, Music to well like having a theme or having uh, an idea for a song so if you're at that Patreon level, and uh, I've promised you some sort of piece of Sega Genesis original Sega Genesis music, if you want an original, if you want a cover of uh, one of your favorite songs, I can definitely attempt that too. It's just, just let me know.
0: Awesome. Well, man, I think that covers episode seventy-one of the Genesis Gyms podcast. Uh, next show is going to be, we promise, uh, we're going to do something a little bit more interesting. <laughs> um, way gonna, more interesting. Way more interesting. And we're also trying to organize things a little bit better. Um, I'm going to try to reach out to Landon, Rob, and Josh and see if they want to come back on the show sometime. Uh, we'll see what they got going on. I know uh, with the uh, summer happening, Rob's usually a little bit more freed up. The but summer, yeah. of Sudan. Yeah, <laughs> summer of Sodan. Yeah, summer of Sodan. But Rob also had a new baby girl, so congratulate yeah, him. Yeah, congrats, if you're on, Rob yeah i appreciate you uh rob and all you've done i know you kind of started this show so we appreciate that but uh anyways. i think
1: her name is genesis right genesis, just, yeah genesis yeah uh, her name's
0: genesis yeah gemini <laughs> no her her name is uh i think it's Ly- lyra please. lyra yeah and and the middle name's is jen which is really cool kind of like a, a little shout out there the star wars right genesis <laughs> hey <laughs> so, anyway, anyway cool i like that anyways guys appreciate y'all listening and uh aaron if you don't have anything else to say i think we can yeah. sign off here all right well we will catch you all later later guys